0: No way out of town. No one to come help. Shut up. Ignore him, Jake. You can feel it. That cold ain't the weather. That's death approaching. Who do you think they're gonna take first? Hmm? The girl thinks a gun will help her, the kid. She asked kid? Or the are old gal? Shut up! Oh. Yeah. Thank you for the plastic. I can snap that apart and take the lock. I won't. Jake, you can't. Jake! Jake God damn it. Listening to the Buzzkill Podcast.
1: I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 221. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we pay tribute to one of the greatest, time-honored traditions in the world. Today, James, I'm talking about day drinking. In, our drinks are numbered <gasps> I hope not isn't it the worst when you're like out somewhere day drinking and you run out of drinks uh,
0: Yeah, and you're like you- fuck
1: I have a buzz and I want to keep it going and I have no more drinks to continue
0: said buzz or more likely uh Mike got drunk last night and then he convinced us that we definitely weren't going to want to drink the next day even though five minutes into our outing on a boat we decide we want to drink <laughs>
1: Listen, who, who drinks on a
0: boat? Who, who drinks on a, a boat? It?
1: Come on. What a prick. <laughs>
0: no, guys, we're, gonna, we're not going to need beer on the boat today. That's, that's the dumbest thing you've ever said. I've known you didn't... for a long time, and you've said a lot of dumb things, and the dumbest thing you've ever said is, we're not going to need a lot of beer on the boat today. I think you might didn't have we even said... The story, like,
1: didn't we just tell this story like last week or two weeks ago? Yeah,
0: but I'm still salty about it.
1: So <laughs> You've been salty about it for 10 years, apparently. Yeah, well... I ruined your bachelor party, didn't I? Sorry, bud. Uh what's <laughs> going on, guys? I am Mike, ruiner am, of
0: bachelor parties. I am Jim Saver of Bachelor parties. Mm. Cause I'm, so we know. are. So
1: we're like, we're like we're like heaven and hell, me and you. Yeah, okay. you know, that's 'cause
0: fine. I'm because I'm always doing cool stuff. <laughs> that's that's not, I, do, <laughs> I do cool stuff, man. <laughs> that's not true. I'm definitely not the cool guy out of our group of friends. <laughs> I'm not the, but I'm, not we the do. I'm not the idea man, that's for damn sure.
1: But you are the connoisseur of the day drinking, though. I have dr- I have day drunk with you more times in my life. Actually, probably a thousand more times in my life than I have with almost anybody else.
0: I am pretty good at day drinking,
1: right? Yeah. Whether it be the Manmosa, Ooh. the the study, the Sunday Bloody, the uh, Ooh, the Tuesday twos-
0: Bloody Sunday, <laughs> what
1: the the Tuesday Bud Light <laughs> on the
0: porch, <laughs> the uh, the. Uh... Oh, God when we lived together it was like Tuesday at 1 p.m or 10 a.m didn't really yep, matter
1: I mean, it, was, it was it was every day it was like oh Amanda Bynes is on TV at 2 o'clock p.m better start drinking <laughs>
0: uh me and Brian had a we had a we had a uh, a routine down some might call it a rut I called it just a good old time
1: I call it an addiction,
0: <laughs> to, which let's be to, honest, to beer. Back or, in those days, <laughs> to beer or to Amanda Bynes and Reba, uh, both Reba, <laughs> both. We yeah, we to, uh, we lived we a fun to watch life that back dumbest then. Dumbest shit on TV. <laughs> it's
1: because we didn't have cable. They were yeah. the only shows we could watch. <laughs> that was like me at work. I used to watch in the air in the air of the night, which is a great show, by the way. But we used to watch that every single day what on our it? lunch break. What was it? In the air of the night. What the hell it, it was is that? that it was that police procedural with um. Oh God, what's his name? He's an African American actor. Uh, it, isn't it the heat of the
0: night? In the heat of the night.
1: I'm sorry. Yeah, in <laughs> the, the air of the air night. Oh <laughs> uh, boy. Yes, in the heat of the night. We used to watch that. Um, who's that actor though? Why can't I think of his name now?
0: Um, um I don't know. Uh, God, know. he's a
1: prolific actor. Like he's huge. Um, I
0: never, I never watched that show.
1: He's a, he's a friggin' Academy Award winner, and I cannot think of his name to save my life. I'm but, um, I'm looking, looking it up,
0: it up. yeah. He, the, he, um, uh, but the... great
1: show. It was like the original police procedural, but just out of like the sheriff's, you know, sheriff of a small town kind of thing. It's fantastic show. But, um, yeah, dude, you, you watch what you watch, like whatever you can get, and then you get like weirdly addicted to it. So I don't blame you for your Reba and Amanda Bynes, um, you know,
0: you most definitely addiction. should. You should.
1: Oh, I should hold that against you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, are you talking about Howard E. Rollins nope. Jr.? Nope. Nope. That was the main guy in in the Heat of the Night. No, nope, there's. Wait, no. was there was there a revival of this show? Because this uh, one says year? 1988 to 1995. There must no, have been a.
1: That looks about. That looks about right. It then was an who, old show. Then who the hell are you talking about, dude? Hold on a second, dude. In the Heat of the Night, on the Fly, looking stuff O'Connor,
0: here. Carol O'Connor, Alan Autry, David Hart. Let's see here.
1: Oh yeah, he's not um he's uh, Sydney. Sydney um Sydney
0: Poitier? Yeah,
1: Sydney. Yes.
0: That's Sid- the one. He is not in this show, dude. Yes, he is. He is.
1: He 100%. I don't think that he's Carl Weathers was apparently. Um Yeah, where Dude, where? He's not in the show. Dude, yes he is. No, he's not. No. He's I'm looking at him right now. You are. Where? wait a minute 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 he might have been in the movie I, I want to say there was an in the heat this is exciting uh radio by the way in the heat of the night
0: sydney poitier was in the movie okay
1: he was in the movie okay i knew he was in that okay so it was another guy that played that <laughs> character in the tv show
0: okay uh, i was half
1: wrong i was half wrong that's fair
0: you were entirely wrong <laughs> <laughs> shut up oh man detective virgil tibbs
1: yeah that's
0: the one so that was the 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 same guy with the same name was in yeah yeah uh yeah played okay by, and i see i was right howard e rollins jr okay this okay. is fascinating to listen to i'm sure
1: <laughs> this is what you this is what you come to this podcast for this is what i will say get. this though if you've never watched in the heat of the night the tv show watch it it's good what about the movie I've not actually seen the movie, like I said, I just know that sidney uh <laughs> Poitier was was a part of that umbrella. I thought he was in the t v show I didn't realize he was in the movie. You
0: are ridiculous, I know well, anyway, that was a fun little side <laughs> side conversation <laughs> uh what anything are you anything what?
1: exciting this week James?
0: um no, just um, just laying low this week. We haven't really done laying that much low. on laying, the lamb, you could say laying low get, trying to get some stuff done some uh, some leather stuff done that I am way backed up on because you know, USPS is garbage. Yep. yep. Sorry, John. Sorry, it still hasn't come yet. Sorry if you ever listen to this, John, but your the uh, the government entity that you work for is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> no, it came. I just I'm still these bags take forever to make. So, oh, also That's I fair. ran out of the color. <laughs> I'm I'm almost done with Erica's bag. Mm-hmm. And I ran out of the color thread that I need, so. Oh, lovely! Now Erica I'm waiting is uh, John's
1: wife, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Now I'm waiting on those, another. For shipment. those keeping track.
0: Now I'm waiting on another shipment that will probably also take five weeks to get here. So. Lovely. They'll get it someday. Anyway, what have <laughs> so, you been up to? Someday.
1: Uh, not a whole lot, man. Just uh, kind of laying low, or whatever. I've. Uh,
0: Don't steal mm, my thing.
1: I said I was laying low. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Come on. I've been uh, laying high. There you go laying high smoking smoking a bunch of dope laying down <laughs> just laying high <laughs> uh no no kinda just hanging out chilling you know trying not to die
0: trying attempting not Fair. to die
1: making making only marginally questionable decisions <laughs> trying trying not to die
0: <laughs> i hear that i hear that um, um yeah not busy
1: work week at least you know so i've been uh you know work's been whatever it's post christmas season at a church so there's really not much going on so you do what you can do but uh, so
0: you're fe- you're really feeling the spirit
1: um yeah sure we'll go with that yeah feeling feeling something <laughs> feeling feeling regret from not quitting that job 15 years ago <laughs>
0: that's how long you've been working there though exactly sadly it's not
1: <laughs> how long have you been working there i've been there probably going on 16 nope maybe even i want to say 16 was last year I, I might be going at 17
0: christ on a bike i know <laughs> right ridiculous time. yeah
1: it's fucking stupid is what it is <laughs> i'm a failure at literally everything in my life james hey let's talk about movies instead of
0: my shitty life step one is admitting the problem mike step one uh, is admitting the problem yeah let's uh let's... i didn't realize
1: this was going to be therapy tonight
0: how does that make you feel that you're a <laughs> failure um, well, I, the, I, see, it, it, I, I see that your pint glass is empty, so it's maybe, not empty. maybe you should oh, fill. Oh, shit, it is it empty. Is actually,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but James, I got two more right here, there so go. I'm, I'm good. I'm good.
0: <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, hey, speaking of uh, speaking of total failures, why don't we get into some corrections from last week?
1: Oh, total failures, like the entire first half of our last show?
0: <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> yes, and and just you in general.
1: <laughs> That's fair. Let's get into some corrections. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, James, uh, we did manage to get some stuff wrong last week, oh, which bully. is such a rarity for us these days, mm-hmm. let's be honest here. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, according to CanMap, I don't know what CanMap is. Uh, oh, it's the name of a DNA study. It literally says it right after the word. Um, we're talking about <laughs> which breeds of dogs were close, most closely related to wolves. Because I said that a husky... Was the most closely related, right? I wasn't wrong. completely wrong.
0: Yes, you were. I was
1: not completely wrong. It's in. It's definitely in the top, uh, like the top percentages of dogs that are closely related. And it says here, uh, according to CanMap, there were numerous breeds that had DNA similar to wolves. Uh, these were split between Nordic breeds, meaning they came from Nordic countries, and breeds which came from Asia. So, from my understanding, all dogs that we have came from basically those two.
0: Those two places. My dog is one of the oldest breeds in the entire world. It is. Um,
1: so here's type of Nordic spitz is what they call them, with uh-huh. a Z because it's cool like that. Yeah. Um, but dogs like with wolf like features. Fizz- like limp biscuit. Spitz biscuit.
0: <laughs> spitz biscuit. <laughs> spitz biscuit. <laughs>
1: All right. So those are dogs with wolf-like features. It says the breeds that would fall into this category would be the breeds that you can tell are related to wolves due to their wolfish features. The Alaskan Malamute, for example, is large enough at 25 Uh, inches to pass for a smaller gray wolf. mm -hmm. Uh, It is said that this is the purest representation of what ancient breeds looked like in the beginning. Another breed, a Japanese Akita, also bears a striking resemblance, especially in size.
0: Uh, Um, And guess what an uh, Akita is?
1: Shush. Uh, uh, making how, it the same how, how, height. This is relevant. What? Guess what an what is, Akita what is. What is an Akita?
0: What is an Akita, Mike? What is an Akita? It's a dog. It is the it's largest. It's also the name of
1: a really great uh, 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 anime.
0: My, my puppy, my puppers, is a Shiba Inu, yep. which, is, which is the smallest breed of the Akitas. So basically, oh. so basically my dog is a small wolf. Is, um, what, is what you're saying. I'll let you acor- think that. According to CanMap.
1: I'll let you think that. That's fine.
0: Um <laughs> which I would have thought can However, map was something totally different like
1: It does say that the that the, the some of the locations most... of strip clubs.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it does say that you should make that app by the way. Um <laughs> it does say though that uh Siberian Huskies uh Samoyeds uh, Sam- and Samoyed. Chow Chows. Samoyeds, Samoyeds and Chow Chows oh, uh, land Fox, on the list dude. land on the list of most closely related to uh to wolves, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um so there is though, there is a list here of the top four most identical DNA's to wolves. What do you think they are?
0: I think they are <clears throat> Siberian husky. Uh incorrect. Okay, uh the You're no. looking at it right now, aren't you? We well, see at this. you looking at your phone. I'm, I'm looking at I'm <laughs> looking at it's just it's a it's a chart of Nordic Spitz breeds. Okay. So there's okay. like probably 20 different breeds here. Uh, the the jamthund. Nope. What? It looks just like a fucking okay. The Norwegian elk hound. Nope. Uh, the West Siberian leka.
1: Nope. Oh, it's getting out. boring now, James.
0: All right, go ahead then.
1: Um, the, the top four the Chinook. It <laughs> is not that's, that's a it, fish. that's a fish. It's also um, a dog. <laughs> All right, go the, ahead. The the top four are shiba inu <gasps> that's my puppy yep. yep you have we have you, yours you have like the fat stepchild fucking wolf <laughs>
0: well she's she's the apex uh the like the alpha female who gets to just sit in the cave all day and have oh treats, okay that's what it is and have treats delivered to her that's what it's it not is, okay. her fault that she's fat she's the queen
1: the rest of them shouldn't be too surprising though uh chow chow akita and the alaskan malamute those are the top four most uh, closest in in that most um, closest Nordic Spitz uh, category. Right on. Now in the now the thing is in the Asian category. Do you know what the uh, top one is?
0: But here, Shiba Inu and Akita and a Shiba Inu are not Nordic Spitz. They're Asian. They are though. No, they are. They're, they're Asian. They're, they're part of the Spitz though. They, they're Asian. They're
1: Asian. They're they they they're from Asia where they were probably bred. Yeah. But that bl- but the bloodline is from the oh. the spits.
0: So at some point in time, some Norwegian bastard took some sort of Akita to Japan. Yep, probably. And the Japanese saw it, and they're like, that dog would be really good if it was much smaller and could crawl under the brushwood to go catch game. I would guess, probably. Because that's what my dog's name means. It means little brushwood dog.
1: Is that, really, is that really what it means? Yeah,
0: Shiba Inu means little brushwood dog, which is the I, most adorable thing I think I've ever heard in my life. I don't think that I've ever heard <laughs> of that before. Yeah, so uh, that is that's, that's
1: absolutely fascinating. That's James. pretty
0: cool, though, to hear that she's actually Nordic, which means she's a bit yeah. of a which means she's well, she's a bit from of a that Viking. bloodline
1: at least. Yeah, I am
0: going to get her a little horned uh, helmet to wear from now on.
1: I am trying to find something, even here though that's that I was totally not a Viking thing. Okay, this is what I thought, and I wanted to make sure. What do you think the closest related Asian dog? Is to wolves.
0: I don't even know if I know any Asian dogs.
1: Oh, you do. You know them. I do. Whether or not you know that they're from the Asian breed, that umbrella is is a different story. Uh. You... So it's the it's the don't, no no you can't look it up you oh, can't look shit. it up because <clears throat> okay. you can't look it up because it'll ruin it. Okay, it is the right. Most it is the the most fiercest of fierce dogs.
0: <laughs> well, and, the, and, and it it's is the closestly
1: a... related to a wolf. <laughs>
0: It's got to be like a like a Pomeranian or something. It's not a Pomeranian.
1: <laughs> Actually, a palm a palm would be a Spitz. Is it the, really? It's got it's got the pointy ears. It would be a Spitz. Yeah.
0: Well, fuck me, running. Uh, what about what if, a, if it
1: helps you? If if it makes you if if a Spitz though are the are characterized because they look like wolves? Mm-hmm. Think of the dogs that don't look like wolves. Because that's honestly what it is. A pug. That's How it's
0: categorized. A pug. I don't know. No no, pugs the, are mutants. It's the pugs least are bastard children. It's the least wolf-looking thing I can think of. Um the the number one closely Capion. related no. which is
1: very very close the DNA is very close. Okay. Is a shih tzu. Really? It's a shih tzu.
0: <laughs> I was going to say that but I thought it was way too far off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. No. A shih tzu
0: is the closest related to a wolf through DNA.
1: And uh, and and secondly it would be a laza Opso. <laughs>
0: Which is also a little foofer dog. <laughs> that makes no sense.
1: Not at all. Yeah. They're little wolves, though. It does It does make sense as to why those little dogs are like just little bastards and want to bite you all the time. It's Shit. that aggressive wolf coming out of them.
0: Shih Tzus and Lhasa Apsos are very... They're not bastards. They can be when you kick them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I wasn't thinking in terms of being kicked, because then, well, get- yeah. Yeah, most but, of the small uh, ones are dicks when you kick them. I know that like, from experience, many, many times. Many. Well, times. the more
1: you know, James. The more you know. That's the, your dog lesson for the day.
0: All right. Um, well, let's see he, here. I've got a correction that's kind of chilling. Oh, if you want to hear it, I do want to hear it. Finish my beer real quick. Um. <clears throat> so I was saying yesterday, uh, not yesterday, last week. Uh, I had heard a quote about the, the average. Um, like, how long it takes a civiliz- civilization to rise and fall, right? Okay. And I couldn't think 200 of... 200 years. Yeah, and then I think I settled on 400. I have no idea why, because that was a stupid answer. But it is 200 years. And there's a quote here um, from a philosopher. I didn't get the name. I, I could look for it, but Shell I just Silverstein. didn't have the time. Shell Silverstein. <laughs> <laughs> the average age of the world's greatest civilizations has been 200 years. These nations have progressed through the following sequence, from bondage to spiritual faith, right? Love bondage. From spiritual faith to great courage, from courage to liberty, from liberty to abundance, from abundance to selfishness, from from selfishness to complacency, from complacency to apathy, which I think is where we're headed, Mm -hmm. and from apathy to dependency, so... Going from not caring to being completely dependent upon, you know, in this case probably the government again, sure, and then sure. from dependency back to bondage.
1: At least we're going back to bondage. It's fun times again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you're in the leather trade. This is so that's why perfect. I got into the leather trade because I'm looking forward for I'm looking forward the fall of our our civilization so I can start you... making some some you know buco. I not wait till
1: you, I can't wait until you have to start filling orders for your parents.
0: <laughs> bro we're already past that point it's coming on
1: <laughs> oh hey uh, hey jimbo did you finish your mother's nipple tassels yet
0: <laughs> oh you know it dad <laughs> you know it buddy all right um and, so but if you think too so we're we're a little over it so america is 243 years old sure right 243 so yep. we're so we're due for a, a fall of the of the oh, great, it's happening! Of the great civilization, this, I'm
1: convinced this country is going to be burnt down by the end of the next week. Yeah, oh boy, it's going to be. Oh boy. Um, and I got a, I got a brand new bottle of Maker's 46 to uh, cheers to the 46 president. So uh, you I'll be a, doing that next uh, Thursday.
0: <laughs> you needed a brand new bottle after we destroyed yeah. one a couple weeks
1: ago. <laughs> I got a little bit left of that one still. I got a little bit left of it. <laughs> but um, okay, moving on here. Some more corrections, uh, James. You were right. The 300 mile kill zone and hunting radius of wolves was indeed bullshit uh, and also wolves will do pretty much anything to avoid humans um here's the thing about the gray right as much as i loved the gray and and josh mindless genius called me out on facebook i can't believe that you liked you uh, the gray and you didn't like crawl well no it was the fucking human characters in <laughs> crawl that i fucking hated right that being uh, said boy
0: pretty much every he's, he's single got a, he's he has a point though
1: No, because the human characters in the gray were, I think, way more believable than... But whatever. It's neither here nor there. Um, Pretty much everything that you saw in the gray about the wolves was bullshit. Yeah. Virtually everything. And this is according to a guy that studies wolves in in, um, Yellowstone. And uh, he published this thing in National Geographic uh, about the gray, basically going through it. Like, basically, somebody asked him questions based on what they saw in the gray, and he answered them. And it was like literally everything was straight. So, like, wolves in the wild won't come near you. He's been so studying that, them for 25 years. Yeah. He's, like, if I, he's like, if I ever had a wolf come up to me in the wild, it would be the greatest day of my life. In 25 years, it's never happened. That dude has so. a uh,
0: – one day I was out driving around in my mother-in-law's car for some reason. I have no idea why and i was listening to npr i don't know why cuz i mm-hmm. switched from cd to radio and she was already listening to npr and i heard those like soft soothing voices and i was like this is pleasant and so they did a story on um shit what's that really famous show on npr called
1: uh coast to coast no
0: uh oh, that's one that's going to drive me nuts i'll i'll figure it out later but they did to so that guy they it was kind of like his history of studying the grays in yosemite cuz you said yosemite right
1: uh, i think it was yellowstone or yellow
0: yellowstone like, yeah yellowstone uh, yeah. but it was the it was like the whole rundown of this group of grays that he followed for years and years and years and it's it's fascinating like if you can yeah. track that story down from NPR it's a really i don't know really for sure lesson. that it was
1: the same guy but i'm sure there's Whatever, was, I'm sure yours is fascinating too. Was but the same guy, Mike. There's only <laughs> ever
0: been one guy oh, that's who it. has studied greys in oh. Yellowstone.
1: Like the greys, like aliens? Yeah. There's The greys in Yellowstone? Oh. Shit, damn, dog. What if um, wolves anyway, are... Anyway, yeah, pretty much everything about that movie was pretty much bullshit, but it made for at least a fun story. Yeah, it's, you know what it's wasn't... It's a killer animal movie, right? You, know... you can. I feel like you can bend
0: the rules in a killer animal movie. I was going to say, you know what wasn't bullshit? The movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it was awesome.
1: Um, Okay, and then my last one here is I mentioned that Melanie Griffith uh, got her uh, got a wig split during the making of Roar last week. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit off on her injury, so it wasn't her that got scalped. Uh, cinematographer Jan DeBunt, who was a very famous cinematographer, uh, he was scalped, requiring two hundred and twenty stitches in his head. He's the dude that came back and finished it after uh, after that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Griffith was mauled by a lion, which required facial reconstructive surgery, while on set of this movie. Uh, and then an ad narrowly escaped death when a lion missed his jugular by an inch. Uh, Hedren, who was attacked by the birds on the set of the birds, endured a leg fractured leg and multiple scalp wounds. And then her husband, the director himself, was wounded so many times that he was hospitalized for gangrene. <laughs>
0: Yet hey let's tell keep me living. this movie was worth making <laughs> yeah let's keep living with a fucking house full of big cats uh, that sounds like I, a good I, idea
1: i said it last last time i'll say it again if you've never heard of this movie just look up some screenshots from it it is the most insane thing
0: you'll ever see in your life It is, by and we crazy.
1: will one day do it on the show
0: you know i never i never thought about that but melanie griffith has sort of a i don't mean this in a mean way but she has sort of a crooked face <laughs> Uh, yeah like the
1: brought to you by shio khan
0: like the left <laughs> side of her face is sort of like dropped down a little bit further than the right side of her face like kind of strokey a <laughs> little strokey <yeah. laughs> what i'm just saying like <laughs> does it look like your her, like her face is sort of drooping on that side a little bit, i don't mean yeah. that in a bad way but yeah that's uh and it was because of a fucking lion a lion that's...
1: mauled her face
0: God, talk about bad,
1: they used to le- They used to legit, Parents, you know. They used to legit sleep with lions in their beds. That's just insane. Like that's like a thing. That's like so they, there's pictures of them. There's pictures of them like living day to day life, and they get it for breakfast in the morning, and there's a fucking lion just lying on the the kitchen floor the way like your dog does. Just lion there. Yeah, ah! <laughs> that wasn't even an intentional pun, right? Because but um, know. it's it's insane though. Like it's it this the world that they lived in. Is the most batshit crazy yeah. existence ever. Yeah. But yeah. anyway,
0: those are your corrections for the week. All right. Well, so let's hey. get into something new, James. Okay. Well, this week uh, we're talking about two movies that have to do with numbers of days. Shaw. Sure. So Shout dr- out to
1: uh, Vito. This, was, uh, this one was on him.
0: Yeah. So uh, we're, we're uh, making our, good, dude. Come not on. only are our days numbered, but our drinks are numbered. Yes, they are. And we watched 28 Days Later. Michael, for the first time, apparently. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah,
1: I, I had no idea that I hadn't seen this movie. And I, was, I was telling you. I was telling you. I think because I'm so familiar with the movie, I've seen the imagery so much. I've talked about it with other people based on those imagery and the, the things that I know about it, right? I think I've convinced myself that I had seen it. And I started watching it. I'm like, I've never fucking seen this movie before. That's because I,
0: I feel like I've had like conversations with you about this movie before
1: because i know a lot about it that's the thing like i've heard so much about it i think i tricked myself into thinking that i'd actually seen it
0: so was any of it still a surprise to you all of it was that's the
1: thing like i knew the characters and like the 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 very specific scenes and like the famous scenes and all that stuff Like i knew that um but i didn't know any of the story weird yeah weird right (laughs) uh
0: so 28 days later and 30 days of night
1: I also realized something about that movie. What? When I was watching it. What? Got to a very specific scene, and I had a little mini heart attack, because I go, oh, fuck, we've talked about this movie on the show before. Oh, crap. Have we? We have. But it was pre-format, and I went Um... back and I listened to the episode. We only talked about it for like seven minutes. Okay. So... We might tread some new ground, episode, but we're it? going to tread some new ground. Um, it was the this episode sucks. I believe it was episode fourteen. Oh, yeah. Fourteen? If I'm not oh yeah. yeah,
0: that's like that never even happened.
1: It was over two hundred episodes ago.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna but, um, we're gonna deep dive a little more this time. Oh yeah, uh, to an annoying degree, even I would say. Um, I'd say so. But uh, to uh, to to go along with that, we we got ourselves a, a standard. I'd say a good old standard. It's my favorite drinking beer. It's Michael's favorite drinking beer. Now, there's a difference between beer and drinking beer, right? There is. Drinking beer is a beer that you could drink literally all day. All day. It's a little so, bit lower. So it's a little so, bit lower APV. So with that in mind. From Founders Brewing Company, we are drinking all day IPA It's with, a an, thing. with an ABV of 4.7%, which is why you can drink it all damn day. IBUs of 42, a rate beer rating of 96, because why not? Uh, the beer you've been waiting for keeps your taste satisfied while keeping your senses sharp. An all-day IPA naturally brewed with a complex array of malts, grains, and hops, Balanced for optimal aromatics and a clean finish, the perfect reward for an honest day's work, and the ultimate companion to celebrate life's simple pleasures. It's it's a perfect
1: beer for literally everything. For... You can drink it on your birthday.
0: Yeah. You can drink it on Christmas.
1: Mm-hmm. You can drink it when like somebody breaks up with you. You can drink it when your parents die. You can, you can drink, drink it. Out it... Of, you can drink it out of Mike's mom's belly button. I mean, you could. I'm not quite sure that she's into body shots, but hey, you she could. Is. She is Fe- feasibly, she, feasibly, no, no, no. you could. She is.
0: I'm telling you that she is.
1: Oh, how do, how do you know this? As he drinks his beer in silence.
0: <laughs> I got something to tell you, Mike.
1: It's okay. I drank it out of your mom's asshole. So
0: <laughs> I got something to tell you. I'm your father.
1: <laughs> uh, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How does it go? That's impossible. You piece of shit.
0: <laughs> uh, I think you got to explain that one. Oh, Mike sent Oh, uh, wait, Brian, uh, fucking, it Brian was fucking Brian. fucking yeah. Brian, yeah. he sent us a thing and said uh it said say a line from Star Wars but then add you piece of shit at the end. So I love you. You piece of shit. <laughs> I know you piece of shit.
1: It's great. <laughs> done that, that uh, kept us busy for about five minutes
0: yeah that was a good time <laughs> uh yeah so anyway uh well we didn't we didn't actually drink the beer yet no, I mean well, I've been I, I, I've it. been drinking it because yeah, I mean this is not anything new with, so cheers, sir so let's let's take a nice big swig
1: oh
0: and just let it go down smooth this it's is, impossible not to this is one of the it's not even it's like f- it's not even like it's a it's it's not even like it's a light IPA like it's got the hoppiness you want there, you know, Mm -hmm. to make it an IPA. But it's like just clean and fresh and fucking delicious.
1: And the and the thing is, if you want a beer that you can drink in the evenings and maybe get a little more fucked up, this beer has an older brother that'll do that for you. You talking about Centennial? No, Centennial. Oh, Centennial. Centennial is like a six point eight, I think, or something like that. (laughs) So it's definitely it's a higher APV. It's a heavier beer. It's a little bit thicker, but it's still an IPA. Yeah, I think I've only had Centennial like.
0: Twice, maybe
1: it'll fuck you up. It'll, oh, sure it'll, well. it'll, it'll, sure it'll, well. it'll, it'll put you in the can. That's for sure.
0: It'll get you where you need to go, there, fella. Oh yeah. And, oh and yeah.
1: And usually that means either to bed or the bathroom, depending on how the night goes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, or, or back to your mom's belly button for more. I mean, I've
1: never done that. <laughs> like I all said, right. like I said, I don't drink it out of your mom's belly button.
0: That's all yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> I know where you're drinking it, Mike. It gives um, gives butt chugging a whole new meaning. If, we... <laughs>
1: <laughs> if, uh, if 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 we're interested in something that is a little bit more new, though, I did pick up a uh, a fluffer nutter peanut butter marshmallow stout. I was drinking that earlier. Fucking fantastic.
0: Yeah, I'm kind so of, good. I'm kind of bummed out that you didn't include one of those in my drop off tonight. I totally could have. I had them. Yeah, I should so, um, have. I will be expecting one tomorrow. Dude, by the way,
1: dude. Dude, what? what the tagline of this beer is the right to bear craft. I don't know why that's funny to me, but it is <laughs> <laughs> the right to bear craft.
0: That doesn't make I don't know. any sense.
1: I love it, but it's spelled it well, it's it's spelled the way that it should be. But B E A R, I'm thinking of the animal, like the right to bear
0: craft. Bear, <laughs> bear craft. <gasps> that's a cool name for a leather company. <laughs> bear craft. You that's a cool, should.
1: That's a really good name for a crossover killer animal witchcraft movie, where there's a bunch of bears in the woods
0: (laughs) practicing black magic. Bearcraft. Bearcraft. Oh, my God. There's so many cool avenues you could take with Bearcraft. (laughs) I'm changing my name. That's it. (laughs) Bearcraft.
1: (laughs) All right. Anyway,
0: you want to do us some black magic? Bearcraft. That's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. Bearcraft. (laughs)
1: <laughs> all right James you ready to talk some news let's do it let's do it uh, we do have to start with a couple of deaths uh, unfortunately uh, this one this one sucks I mean, they both suck but this one sucks because uh, I love uh, Friday the 13th Jason takes Manhattan it's a terrible movie but I love it Terrible. right
0: it's not a terrible movie you it's it's, your
1: it's, tongue. it's it's terrible in the sense in the sense that it doesn't make any fucking sense not a lick but it's great in every other aspect i'm a I big mean, proponent of it
0: i mean to be fair none of none of the friday the 13th movies make sense
1: okay fine how exactly do you take a cruise <laughs> ship though from an inland lake a small camp inland lake to the ocean
0: uh it's called tributaries mike and they're a very real sure. thing sure
1: sure okay sure you just made that word up um anyway though rest in peace uh rest in peace god this i hope week. you're kidding
0: <laughs> i am rest
1: in peace this week to uh peter mark richmond i passed away at the age of 93 uh, he played charles uh, mcculloch who was the uh principal or teacher, principal—I actually forget what his title was—but he was the chaperone, like the main yeah. teacher chaperone on the ship. Yeah, uh, he passed away this week. Uh, like I said, at the age of ninety-three, uh, it sounds like it was just completely natural causes. Hey, I, the guy was ninety-three years old.
0: I actually didn't know that he was still alive.
1: Yeah, he's been in a lot of the uh, a lot of the documentaries about fr- uh, Friday the Thirteenth in the last couple oh, of years. Cool. So I knew he was alive, but uh, <clears throat> not anymore. Um, yeah, he was. Um, I know that he was. <laughs> He didn't look fondly upon those movies. I think that he doesn't understand the fanfare that they get. Especially, there was like the one scene in that movie where the the student was like coming onto him in a bedroom, and I, I know that oh. he was like super uncomfortable <laughs> filming that scene. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, I remember hearing about that.
1: He was uh, he's he come on, he's an old, he's an old school guy, right? He was he's not, he's not th- he into was, the.
0: He was a thespian.
1: A thespian. A thespian um let's say he also was in uh like alfred hitchcock presents twilight zone uh he was in naked gun two and a half pool hall junkies uh dark intruder a whole bunch of other stuff guy you haven't watched pool
0: hall junkies yet have you
1: i have not no it's one of those movies it's i i everyone that i know talks about it i've just never been in the same room with it i don't own it
0: and yeah when, when we were on tour we used to watch pool hall junkies all the time oh really Oh yeah, dude. It was so good. And and just when me and Adam McMillian lived together in general, we'd watch it all the time. It's such a good movie.
1: Oh uh, yeah. I, was I don't studio. even know I if lived with a famous drummer.
0: I don't, I don't even know if it's necessarily <laughs> a good movie, but it's just one of those movies it's like it's like the pool hall version of Rounders, even though Rounders is an excellent movie. Fantastic movie. It's kinda like the it's kinda like the less talented little baby brother of Rounders. That's fair. I'm into that. Who hangs out in a pool hall instead of a, instead of a around a a, a, a fucking poker table? Yeah. I'm into it anyway. And it's
1: got and it's got fucking what's his fuck in it. Um, I keep wanting to say Gary Busey. It's not Gary Busey. Why can't I think of his name? Christopher Walken. Hey, you want to play some pool? I'll shoot some pool with you. <laughs> the,
0: the, that's where that where the the one <laughs> the thing that I always say about or from Christopher Walken that probably no. Like, he's got so many famous lines, and I always do the one where he goes, The lion. He's so hot. He's so tired. Nobody fucking knows what movie that's from, but it's the one I quote all the time because it's from Pool Hall Junkies, and I love that movie.
1: Don't, don't tell people, James. That's yours. You don't want them to know where it's from. He's so hot.
0: He's <laughs> so tired. All right.
1: Uh, so rest in peace, uh, rest in peace this week uh, to Peter Mark Richman. Uh, also this week, uh, a filmmaker by the name of Stacy Title. she passed away this week at the age of 56 mm-hmm. uh, after battling uh, ALS, it sounds like, oh, for man. a number of years. Uh, she was the director of 2017's The Bye-Bye Man,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which uh, we gave that movie a lot of crap. That being said, takes a lot to direct a movie, whether good or bad, so I mean well she she's directed more than we have (laughs) she also directed uh
0: i'm pretty sure i like we 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 did joke about that movie a lot but then we also we also (laughs) really let's be fair neither one of us gives any movie a really bad review on this show that's true because we're fucking softies
1: i think we might have actually given that one
0: a pretty bad (laughs) did we i don't i don't remember i don't remember (laughs) Well, it doesn't
1: matter because she, she completely redeemed herself years earlier with 2016's Hood of Horror starring Snoop Dogg, and that do movie's you,
0: fantastic. How do you redeem yourself years earlier?
1: Preemptively. Oh, she timed like Like she did that first movie, and Hood of Horror was so good that nothing else matters after it. That's, <laughs> that's what it means. Have you seen Hood of Horror? No. It's fantastic.
0: I love it. Wait, is it's, it an anthology? Yeah, yeah yes i have seen it it's fantastic it's great <laughs> yeah we watched it together and there's actually yeah. some pretty scary scenes. there was there, one... was there was a
1: detroit piston that was in it a basketball player that randomly showed up in the beginning of it
0: is there is there and i one, can't think of who it was now but is there one where a guy is is in a car and he keeps driving away from this person who's walking after him and every time he turns around and looks in the rearview mirror the guy is still right behind him
1: was that i know which one you're talking about was that hood of horror though we watched so many anthology movies I know. in a, in such a short uh, time period. I don't remember if that one's from I'm that pretty, one or not I'm to be honest sure with you. I'm pretty
0: sure it is, and I remember that actually being genuinely spooky. Yeah, it's um, I like
1: I like of War. It's fun, stupid, funny, but also genuinely kind of <laughs> creepy at times.
0: Well, um I think that uh I I I would hope that Stacy Title would not take offense to this when I say in tribute to her. Bye bye, man.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Right? I agree. I mean, come on. Um, she uh, she was a, uh, nominated for an Academy Award for a short film in 1994. Really? So, yeah, it was called Down on the Waterfront. Um, yeah, she goes, uh, she said, I don't want to die, but I'm going to eventually. She said that to The Hollywood Reporter in September of 2018. Uh, but until then, I want to live and direct. Doing what I love uh, will be a part of my legacy. I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to sit shut away in my chair. I think this will be a beautiful fun challenging process for all of us and I'm happy and I want to stay happy. And you know what? That's fucking good on her. Yeah, that's amazing good to have
0: her. that kind of like ALS. What an it absolute sucks. nightmare, dude, like yeah. being basically imprisoned in your own body. Yeah, it's tough. You know, having it your mind like tough. having having your mind still com- like still completely all there but not being able to do anything about it, like that's got to be the worst suffering that anybody can really go through. You know what I, I mean? Say, and, I would say, I would say on the that, bright side to have that outlook on it and to, and to have such a positive spin on it. Like yeah. that's, that's admirable.
1: I would say on the bright side, she was healthy enough at least as of three years ago to, to direct Bye Bye Man still. So hopefully right. that when, if, if she did get hit hard by it, like, like a lot of people do, mm-hmm. hopefully it wasn't that long that she was having to deal with that. Right. I would say, but, yeah. um, in any event, though, rest in peace to Stacy Title. Yeah, rest in you peace. shall be missed. Okay, um, let's see here. Let's get in some good news. Um, not a whole lot of good news is coming out <laughs> of uh, 2020 or 2021 at this point, <laughs> with the uh, with the exception of this um, Godzilla versus Kong, the new uh, the new Godzilla movie and King Kong movie they've been building for for the last few years and last few movies mm-hmm. um, was supposed to be released uh, later in 2021. However, uh, that release date. Sorry, there was a burp coming. There it is. Uh, that release date has been moved up by two months, which is really? exciting. It will now be released on March 26th, 2021. So not that far away. And uh, that's exciting because I finally watched Kong Skull Island, and I finally watched the uh, new Godzilla movie, and both of them fucking fantastic. So I am beyond excited for this new Godzilla. It was good.
0: I, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I gotta check they're it great. out.
1: They're great, Dude, they're all great. All these new you know uh oh, did you, did you say movies. something other
0: than kong skull island
1: uh that and the new godzilla movie oh, Godzilla okay, King of
0: Monsters. you went uh you went robot on me for a second there sorry um it, uh, yeah they're they're all great though
1: so i'm beyond looking forward to this and uh hey we could see it uh newer and it's on hbo max now so if you got hbo you can watch it on its release date
0: yeah seeing so. a seeing a title uh get its Get its uh, release, release date pushed up a couple months is a rarity these days for the Here's, past year. So. I agree.
1: Here's the thing, though, James. Here's the thing. Being that March is still sort of like wintery-ish sort of weather, right? Yeah. Beginning of spring, winter, whatever. It still isn't uh, as long of days as it is in the summer, which means mm-hmm. we could totally go to the drive-in and see oh. this one on properly a Godzilla movie on the big screen and not have to worry about a sun setting and blocking out half the movie for the first half.
0: (laughs) God, that was the most frustrating thing.
1: But we should totally do that. Yeah,
0: absolutely, man. I'm into that. On Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, moving on here. Uh, Let's see here. Along with the feature film that is coming out relatively... soon, within the next probably couple years here, which is a new Dungeons & Dragons movie Ooh. for D&D fans. Um, it's being announced this week that uh, there's also, in the works, a Dungeons & Dragons television show cool. that is coming uh, to the small screen probably sometime after that. Um, so that's pretty exciting. I, I feel I'm... like... Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I, was say, I feel like uh, Stranger Things really kickstarted the D&D thing again a couple of years ago when Stranger Things first came out yeah. and you had the whole... Uh, uh, what was, uh, what was the name of that thing? The uh, Slayer
0: Demigorgon. Uh, Demigorgon, yeah, yeah.
1: Like that. Being that that first season especially was based on D and D, I kind of feel like the whole D and D culture has really rose again. I've never played it, but I, I think I think more nerd, people talk about it now. I
0: think nerd culture in general, like especially in the last few years, between uh, um the like the Ernest Klein novels, uh, mm-hmm. Ready Player One, Ready Player Two, Armada, stuff like Stranger Things, where it's every nerd reference you could possibly imagine um yep i i dig it like i i think it's cool that it's making resurgence i love the idea that people are getting more into board games and stuff absolutely uh there's that there's that show that you and i watch on on youtube um w- uh, the will wheaton's thing the uh oh he's he's um, on
1: the uh uh fuck what's it called uh, uh, the, uh table shit, i can't is table, it
0: table ta- table is it tabletop? What the hell is it Table. called? Why can't I, why, I can't think of it now? We watch it. I can't think of what it's yeah, called. Yeah, I But, they, what it's but now. they do like run-throughs of board games and shit. I mm-hmm. love the fact that people are getting more into this stuff. I love I, it.
1: I can turn one of those on. And honestly, watch it the same way that I would be like listening to like a story or something like oh, that. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's fantastic. Absolutely. It's good background uh, background stuff.
0: Um, I've been really I've been more into fantasy stuff lately too like every time I especially when I come down and I, I have an elliptical machine here in my basement right it's right in front of the TV. For some reason, every time I do the elliptical, I always watch fantasy stuff, like sword and sorcery stuff. It's great, dude. Mythical god stuff. Like that
1: transports your mind to somewhere else and you don't have to think about exercising. Cause yeah, who wants to do that?
0: Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. I love, I love that stuff. So the uh the idea of a D and D movie and a D and TV show, I'm I'm I mean, into that and especially
1: if they're going to do them i don't know what style they're going to be done in but if they do it like really high fantasy style like mm-hmm. like the witcher for example or lord of the rings or or what have you like if they do it right. like to that even game of thrones like if they do it to that level yeah it, there's there's so much fodder for a D&D thing i don't play it but even i know there's like what 50 years of history in that game i don't know how long it's actually been around but like yeah. it's a lot of years a lot it's of decades been a worth long of history time, yeah yeah so um, yeah I'm excited i I'll watch it I'm excited for it. I've always so,
0: uh it we should we should we should watch the movie and then get Tank on with us cuz Tank is actually he actively plays D&D. Yeah. You know what I and mean? And this is
1: exciting cuz the uh just like the uh series um, or just like the film rather uh Derek Colstand is on board for uh developing it. Mm-hmm. Derek Colstand is a guy that uh was a franchise writer for John Wick. So he knows how to do the high high octane action stuff action and all that. Stuff, so yeah. that's and he's attached to both the film and the TV series. Cool. So that's definitely a good thing. Um, and it's also being um, it's being the co-directors of oh wow I didn't know that he was part of this. It's the co-directors of Game Night and then the writers of Spider-Man: Homecoming. I didn't know who, that John Francis Daly was one of those guys. I did not know that. That's very interesting to me.
0: Oh, from... Uh, and, uh, and
1: Jonathan Goldstein. Yeah. But John Francis Daly was in a show called Bones. He played Sweets on yeah. a show called Bones, which was one of my favorite shows that was on TV. Um, and he's, he's done doing a lot more behind the scenes writing and producing and stuff like that these days. But uh, but I'm a big fan of his. So, awesome. That's good news. Uh, James, what's new on Blue this week, brother?
0: Oh, let's see here, bud. Uh, only one for you, actually. Um, okay. Adam Egypt Mortimer's dark superhero action thriller, Arch Enemy... Uh, which dropped on VOD not long ago, will be hitting Blu-ray and DVD on February 16th. Uh, if you haven't heard of Arch Enemy, it stars Joe Manganiello and his 18 abs as Max Fist, which I'm pretty sure I've seen that same name in a documentary before. Yeah, I think Max so. I think Fist, so. <laughs> <laughs> who claims to be a superhero who fell through time and space to Earth where he has no superpowers. He teams up with the only person who believes him in a local teen named Hamster, And together, see, I've seen both of those things in a documentary before. (laughs) Max Fist and a hamster. I think it was a gerbil, actually, but I can't remember entirely. Uh, And together, they set out to clean up the streets, which are run by a local drug syndicate and its vicious crime boss. I love drug drug syndicates, man. The manager. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) The manager. That's it. That's all. That's it? Yeah, bud.
1: Um, All right. My last piece of news here is a little bit of a downer. But mm. you know what? It needs to be said. Right. Um, so back in the days when DC had their their own online presence that was actually meant something, uh, the one good thing that came out of it was the Swamp Thing TV show. Got p- great reviews when it was out. And then later on, the CW picked it up and rebroadcast it on network television. Mm-hmm. And it did great numbers. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that people have been wondering is, are they going to resurrect it for a second season on the CW? Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out, according to CW Chairman uh, Mark Pedowitz, um, uh, Chairman and CEO, there probably will not be a revival happening of Swamp Thing. Unfortunately, come on. Regardless of the numbers that it did, people holding their breath for it. Uh, you can breathe out and breathe again, because you fucked. It's not
0: happening. I wonder. Uh, I wonder why if it got so much, if, if it got so many good reviews.
1: Well, it says here that they want to focus on shows such as Wonder Girl, um, Naomi, uh, or Painkiller, I guess is another show. I have no idea what those are. I don't what know, those I are. know what those are. I know what Wonder Girl is, but um, as for Swamp Thing's return, uh, it seems unlikely. He said that he'd be interested in, in having Swamp Thing on Legends of Tomorrow, which is an Arrowverse oh, okay. spinoff show. That being said, probably not going to happen.
0: I wonder if Swamp Thing is just a little too esoteric, like not... It doesn't have a, a huge following, especially for something on CW. But it did,
1: but it did well, though. That's the yeah, weird thing. It did. It did good numbers. Um. Yeah. I think they just don't. They probably do you, just don't want to put the money back into it.
0: Do you think it was the? I mean, it, there was a lot of hype because it was. It was dark. It was violent. It had Derek Mears mm-hmm. as Swamp Thing. Like there, it was probably so much hype because it drew in uh, the horror community. I'm guessing. Sure. Absolutely. So I wonder if they're worried that that community is not going to follow it to CW. That's you know what the I mean? thing.
1: Well, I thought I like they would. I just don't think that the CW gives a shit about the horror community. That's the yeah. thing. Like the horror community would absolutely follow it. I think they wouldn't have an issue with it because there's been a lot of other genre centric shows like yeah. on the CW. Yeah. You know, the, I mean, the WB, which is what the CW was before the big merger. Mm-hmm. You know, the WB had Buffy and Angel and uh, and what's that? Which show? Uh. Charmed? Uh, what was it called? Charmed. Yeah, it had all those like in the back in like the early two thousands. Yeah, like late nineties, early two thousands. That was their bread and butter. Yeah, I just don't know that it performs as well, and maybe that's why they don't want to put the money into it. Hmm. You yeah. know, um, but anyway, though. So if you're looking forward to that, just. Uh,
0: I mean, if you think dumbed. about it, if you think about it, though, what what do all those shows have in common? Young attractive people are the leads. Yeah, and in Swamp Thing, it's a fucking. Swamp thing. That's I don't know, man. Lead, you know? I go to I,
1: I go to the floral places sometimes. I'm like, that's a really good looking plant. That, like
0: super good looking. That orchid I, I would I, sleep with right now. I would <laughs> lay
1: root to that plant so hard. Uh, I'll make it I'll make it bloom.
0: What are you trying to stay, man? Stay man. Stay man. I don't I I've got nothing. All right. How, how do we how do we uh how do we cross pollinate the uh the, the the bleed feed and the tofu here and kind of um, make them bleed into each other?
1: I, I think that what we do is um I was trying Come to on. make a swamp I Come was on. trying to make a swamp ass joke and it's just not gonna fit now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'd give it swamp
0: ass. <laughs> it doesn't work, but it sort of does at the it same really time. It really doesn't. Oh. Um, okay, we're gonna we're, we're gonna off, take a break. We're off, uh, a, we're off to a thorny start here. <laughs> uh,
1: are you thorny, baby?
0: <laughs> it's good times, good times. Man. All, All right, right, we're
1: going to we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, we're gonna go um, probably gonna clean a, some clean some swamp ass out, and uh, we'll be back.
0: I'm gonna talk to my mom and take a quick peony. <laughs> I'm just naming flowers now. <laughs>
1: I don't think it works that way,
0: dude. All right. right, We'll Um, be back in a second. Yep. Bye. Throughout this, we'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right, James. Yes,
1: we're uh, we're gonna start at thirty and work our way backwards. Cause that's, that's how we're doing this.
0: Cause that's what kind of men we are. Damn
1: straight, right? <laughs> going going from thirty to twenty eight to zero. Those yeah. are only numbers that matter tonight. Because the first movie we are talking about is a movie called Thirty Days of Night from 20, uh, 2007. seven.
0: Twenty oh seven. That's how I'm gonna say that. Twenty oh seven.
1: Um, Like I said earlier on the show, we actually touched on this movie uh, way, way back uh, in a land called Episode 14. This episode sucks.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And uh, I re-listened to that episode because I wanted to... First off, I needed to hear how much we actually talked about it to see if it made sense to redo it. Yeah. Um, And we only touched on a couple of certain aspects of it, so I feel more than confident that we can do it some more justice here. Um, That being said... I listened to that episode after I'd watched the movie, mm-hmm. and I'm happy to say that everything that we that at least I said about it still holds up now. Oh, with with subsequent viewings. Good. So, um, when we we'll get into that, let uh, me
0: ask you something flat yes. out. Since you since you said that you just listened to that, um, did I mention in that episode that the first time I ever watched this movie, I hated it? No, I didn't. I don't, mention I don't that? believe
1: it You might have... Mm, actually. I don't know if you said that on the show or if you've just told me that before. It's
0: it's really weird. I, I actually have... Uh, so you know how Facebook does the... Um, on this day, or like the memories or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll show your... You know, 10 years ago you said this on Facebook, as if that fucking matters, right? Uh, well, in this case, it kind of does matter because this will pop up once a year where I call this movie not very clever on my part 30 days of suck <laughs> because I thought this movie sucked the first time I saw it
1: how did you think it I sucked? I have
0: no idea it's dude. so good I don't know if I just didn't get it or if my criteria by which I judge movies has changed drastically over the years but I, re- it was. I rewatched this mo- I've rewatched this movie several times since I first saw it and I just rewatched it yesterday and I have no idea what I was thinking. I think what it was, awesome.
1: the first time that you watched it, you were probably just like, oh, I don't want to watch this movie with Pearl Harbor, Josh Fartnett in it. Ugh. No, that's, it's no, not, that's not it. Because I like, I've, I like,
0: <laughs> I do like, and I've always liked Josh Hartnett. So so do I. It's one of my I'm notes. Not, <laughs> I'm not one of these guys who, I'm not one of these guys who like, uh, there might have been a time in my life where I was like, oh, this heartthrob is not so heartthrobbing. But like deep down, I was like, "Fuck yes, he is." Fuck, I think I we kiss him. I think, yeah, I think we can all agree that even when Josh Hartnett (spoilers) turned into a fucking vampire at the end, I still, oh, would dude, I still would yeah. let him kiss me on the mouth. I yes, in front Are you of my me? in front of my wife. Yeah. Whoa.
1: <laughs> Whoa. Well, she would have been next in line. Let's be honest, yeah, she would have died together. She would have been
0: calling dibsies, actually, <laughs> or um, she would just tell you that, wait for you to die, and then she runs away like,
1: "Ha ha, <laughs> sucker."
0: Yeah, no, I, I like Josh Hartnett. I've liked him ever since uh Lucky Number 11. Oh, think, he's great. I think that he's was actually- it. It's not the first movie I saw him in. Oh, no, The Faculty. I fucking I love him in The Faculty. And yeah, then dude, I saw he's Lucky on Number the scat 11. Play. Oh, yeah, hell yeah, scat Play. <laughs> But I like Josh Hartnett. I think he's awesome. Um,
1: I actually think Josh Hartnett is a very underrated actor. And you don't see him in too much anymore. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah. Um. But I- I've loved every movie that he's been in. And mostly because of him. He's, he's a good actor.
0: Yeah. 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 I like him a lot. Um, yeah, so do I. I think he's pretty versatile, too. Even um, though he's always, he's always kind of playing himself, but like he plays himself really well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I mean,
1: um, before we get into the rest of the cast here, this movie was directed by David Slade. Uh, David Slade did some other movies that I am a big fan of, uh, such as Twilight Eclipse. Ye- oh yes, oh yes, he directed yeah, the Twilight well, Saga Eclipse.
0: Are you actually a big fan of that though? No. Oh okay. <laughs> but Have you watched the Twilight of- movies? I actually have not. I've seen the first okay. one.
1: I've seen the first one.
0: I was not a fan, so I've never seen the rest of them. Here's the deal. Here's the deal, right? We're trying to shake things up on this show for the new oh, year? Oh, shit. <laughs> Maybe we should do a new type of show where we watch movies that we always said we would never watch because of what they are. Like the like the Twilight movies, right? I could. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it could definitely fi- be fun. They're movies. They should be watched by they're us, movies. and they should. And they're, if they're terrible, we'll talk about how terrible they are.
1: Okay, I mean, I don't know how many. There, the, I mean, I'm not but, sure how many horror movies that fall within the genre. I said I would never watch, but there's got to be at least uh, the I'm Twilight sure, movies. I'm sure
0: we can think. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure we could think of some. Okay, fair enough. I added in, even if it's just the Twilight movies. Maybe we should do it. You know what I mean? Because honestly, resurrect, we, uh,
1: resurrect Jimmy Tony for him.
0: <laughs> we don't even have to resurrect him last i last i heard he's actually living a pretty full fulfilling life down in down in the south uh, oh is oh, he now Okay. yeah uh but uh this guy what the hell is this guy's name uh david slade, slade. David slade. Uh, he, he did hard candy which is
1: one of my favorite movies about Chopping revenge people's balls ever. off. Yeah. yeah right
0: it's so good um uh he actually got his start as a uh as many directors do as a as a music video director. He
1: did a ton, yeah. Yeah.
0: A lot of really good ones. Uh yep. Apex to twin videos are fucking crazy as balls.
1: Yeah, they're dope show, dude. Uh
0: Fat Boy Slim P.O.D. School oh, of no. Hard Knocks. Uh Stone Temple Pilots, Tori Amos. What up? Oh, that's uh, right. He
1: did the Sour Girl video, didn't he? Uh
0: for Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. yeah.
1: I love uh, do you know do you know the song Sour Girl? I think so. It's so good it was one of their later songs it was like um it was on tiny uh tiny stories gift shop something or whatever it was like their the record that no one remembers pretty much Mm -hmm. um but it was big bang baby remember that big bang baby gonna laugh 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 yeah i wanna cry but i gotta laugh yeah
0: it was that record the whole thing i will okay do it no we're we we have a captive audience of one, I know, right? Of um, one. No, but that, but that
1: record though, that record is such an underrated record. I'm pretty sure Sour Girl was on that record, and I remember loving that video. I didn't know that he actually. I mean, I knew it, but I didn't remember it until now.
0: Yeah, he did a couple of uh, STP videos. There was uh, mm-hmm. Sour Girl and and he did and, and Thank You off the same okay. album. Okay. And he did Aerials for System of Down. Girls Not Gray for AFI. Yep. I fucking okay. love that video. How did um, you Yeah, but then f- as far as movies go, uh, Hard Candy, he mm-hmm. did a Breaking Bad episode. Uh, he did a lot of TV. Hannibal, yeah, he Breaking did Hannibal Bad, Accra- American uh, Gods. Yeah. He
1: directed one of the Black Mirror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, he also did a-, a short in Nightmare Cinema. Uh, oh, cool. Which was Mick Harris's latest uh, anthology. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah he's, he's looks all like, over the, he's it all over like the place. He looks like he's
0: done mostly mostly TV since uh, since the uh, well mid. TV's where it's at anyway. right now, though, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's some of some of the Some of the, dude, some of the shows that he's done episodes, uh, directed episodes of, are some of the best shows on TV.
1: If you can get into directing a pilot episode for a TV show that takes off, that's <clears> where the money is. Oh, like 100. Yeah. percent That's where the money is. Um, so, can, uh, anyway, yeah, that's David Slade. Um, so we, so said we. Josh Hartnett, uh, is playing, uh, Eben Olsen. Uh, you have Eben, Melissa. Eben,
0: you just watched the fucking movie, dude. It's Eben. Okay, so,
1: no, 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 okay. It's misspelled then on IMDb, because I copied this directly from there. It's not misspelled. It's spelled I, E-B-E-N. Oh, E-B, I think it's Evan as an E-V-E-N. No, it's I thought Eben, like oh. Eben. I thought they were calling him Evan. In it's the actually, entire movie. It's, the actually entire re- it's actually
0: a really frustrating name because they sound like they're saying Evan the entire yeah, time. But I thought Eben. they were. What the hell kind of a name is Evan?
1: An Alaskan name? I don't <laughs> I don't know what to tell
0: you. <laughs> I don't know, dude.
1: Uh, however, he is he is married to the fox among foxes. Oh, baby. <clears throat> Melissa <laughs> George. Uh fine. Fine. it's been a while since so we laid you one of those down. down.
0: Yeah, uh, Melissa, but, uh, George, Melissa is, George. She's a from
1: Triangle, which is one of uh, a movie we both absolutely adored.
0: Oh, dude! I'm a hold on. Oh, never mind. Nope. I'm not gonna do it. Never mind. Nope, do it. Come no. on, no. you got to give gonna, the people what they want, I was, James. I was gonna quote. I was gonna quote Christopher Walken again. <laughs> do it. Do it. Her, eye, her eyes were something azure. Legs went on for days because <laughs> her legs do go on for days, it's and true. her eyes are something azure. Um, yeah, Melissa so Georgia. She
1: is Eben's estranged wife, yeah. Stella, in this Stella. movie. Uh, you have Danny Hudson, who plays the Houston. lead vampire. Houston. Uh. Or Oh, Houston. I'm sorry. I read that wrong. you uh, plays Marlo, the, the lead vampire. You're good. I know this. him best from the worst of the worst X Men movies. Is he Stryker and fucking. Yes. Okay. He's I Stryker and X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, God. That movie <laughs> is trash. Yep. But,
0: but he was hey, good. It, he was good in it. Yeah.
1: And then, um, on the same X-Men train, Ben Foster. I was trying to figure out where I knew Ben Foster from, and he plays Angel in the third X-Men movie, The Last Stand. Dude, That's where I know him from.
0: Ben Foster is one of my favorite character actors, and he's so damn good, and I feel like he's underappreciated. Um, I agree. He's he's so good in everything that he does. He's, uh, he, like... He can he completely reinvents himself for every role that he does, which is obviously like sort of the the, the That's trade what a character actor. Yeah, does. the trademark of a character actor. But he's fantastic, man. I really yep. like him a lot.
1: Speaking of character actors, Mark Boone Jr., yeah. who, the
0: man that is in fucking every movie under the sun. I actually wouldn't consider him. A, I wouldn't consider him a character actor. Oh, I would. Like one hundred percent. He just plays Mark Boone
1: Jr. He's a character, though. Like, his, like, he is the living embodiment of, like, an every character kind of thing. But like, he, he fits mostly, into everything. He,
0: but he mostly just plays himself, though. Like, he plays Mark Boone Jr. in every role that he plays. So sure. he's not really a character actor. I, I would um, still
1: say that he was, but I get what you're saying. Um,
0: I, I, yeah, I like him a lot. Um, he's so good. I was, I was a huge fan of uh of uh, F- uh Sons, of Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, so... Yep.
1: Yep. Uh, so that, those—that's your main cast, I would say. I mean, there's other characters, or whatever, but those are your main—those your main guys. Um, so what <laughs> is this movie about, hold, James?
0: Hold on, it's actually coming to me right. Now. Isn't Mark Boone Junior the guy in uh, Boondock Saints who says? So what's the symbology? Is no, that him? No. Is it not? No, he's no, one of the detectives in Boondock Saints. No, he's not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> no, he's not. Are you sure? <laughs> not even in the slightest, dude. Uh, okay. I could be wrong. But I mean, I think there's I'm right. there's
1: there's being wrong, and then there's what you just did, which isn't even calculable. Calculable. There you go. <laughs> yeah, almost. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> is, are you sure he's not one of the dudes? In- and <laughs> not not even in the littlest bit, dude. Oh, the guy that, the guy that you're the guy that you're referring to is a tall, skinny guy. Mark Boone Junior. is a short, stubby guy. Yeah, I know that.
0: <laughs> I just thought that. Oh, fuck. All right. Well. Nope.
1: He's played a cop though in a lot of other stuff. Oh yeah, he's, he
0: plays a cop in a ton of stuff.
1: He's in the he, in in the Batman uh, in the Dark Knight trilogy and the Batman Begins. He's one of the um, uh, Falcone's right hand men at the docks. He's he's the dude that gets strung up by his by his feet when he's uh, getting falafel. It's like, well, your kids don't like falafel when he rips off the uh, street street dealer, and then uh, uh, Batman strings him up by his uh, yeah by yeah his legs yeah, and he's yeah, interrogating yeah. him and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, who the hell am I thinking? That's of, him. Then? I have no idea. Well, all right. When you're anyway, wrong, though, you're
0: wrong. I guess, right? What's uh, What's this movie about, James? Uh, you why don't you tell me? Cause oh, because just... because I didn't watch it.
1: Oh well then, James, <laughs> I'll tell you. It's so this movie takes place in uh, Barrow, Alaska, which is the most northernmost town. Come on, dude. Barrow, Barrow, Alaska, <laughs> uh, which is the most two, northern town in. <laughs> in, the, in the U.S., right? Yeah, This is the place where it's dark for 30 days and then it's light for 30 days because mm-hmm. the, the the weird access of the earth and stuff. No, nope, that's, um,
0: that's wrong, too. <laughs> this is why I asked you, James. <laughs> Do you want to fucking take it over here, please? It's not dark for 30 days and light for 30 days. It's, it's normal 11 months out of the year, and then one month out of the year, it's completely dark.
1: I can't wait until next week when I can correct you because I'm fairly certain that that's incorrect. It Mike is, it is also you, light for thirty days,
0: Mike, do you think that do you think that so they go and they change the sign to to read from five hundred thirty four population to one hundred thirty five population and they have this mass exodus of people who fly out to go to other parts of the country. Do you think they do that once a month? No. You're saying I never said it was once a month. You said it's light for thirty days and dark for thirty days.
1: I'm just yeah, not not back and forth, back and forth.
0: Oh, I thought you were saying back and forth and yeah. No, that's I way, never said that's that. The, that's the way you made it seem. <laughs> no, I didn't. You <laughs> you totally I did such thing.
1: Uh, we're fighting, woman. Oh, All right. God, um I
0: hate you so. No, much. no,
1: there is I'm fairly certain though that up in up in those uh those really northernmost areas, yeah, it does stay light for like a solid thirty days or so. I'm, oh, my yeah. days might be a little off, but yeah. um The point is this. Uh, The dark is coming, and there's also an ancient vampire group that is uh, approaching there, and they're going to take advantage of the 30 days of night, Mm -hmm. and they're going to ransack the town, take it over, and these vampires are so fucking cool because they speak, I don't what language was it they're speaking, do you know? Uh, (laughs) I didn't actually look this up, and I meant to.
0: I had the subtitles on, and the subtitles literally said, ancient language. (laughs) So I, I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a real language Well hey or not.
1: Real, real time look it up while I'm talking. Okay. Um the vampires they come in and these are not like your normal glamorous Hollywood vampires. These are your your carnivore type, like just ravaging vampires. They actually do a thing where when the vampires are attacking people, mm-hmm. they do this like really phonetic uh or frenetic cut job with the yeah. with the film where yeah. it's almost like they're cutting out like like choice um like seconds of the film you know like they're just cutting frames out to make it look more um like i said frenetic and just choppy almost yeah. right it's crazy yeah. um and they they when they when they attack you they they rip your throat out they rip your neck out like it's well it's, they're not
0: typical vampires too with like the two eh, the big no, canine they're like teeth they monster have teeth. they have they have like full mouths of sharpened fangs and baraka, I, one of th-
1: baraka from mortal Kombat annihilation it's those
0: teeth, <laughs> yeah, kind of. And i i like the f- i like the fact that they don't just like bite down in your on your jugular, and it's a nice little two holes that they drink out of. Like yeah. they actually, you can see their heads like violently jerking back and forth because they're sawing into the person's neck with it's their teeth. It's very primal,
1: like like animals. Yeah, like they're an- primal. Yeah, animals, they're basically
0: yeah. like animals. It's it, and even some of them, I have a hard time. Uh, like, do you think that? Well, I guess the main guy, the main vampire, is probably the oldest out of all of them, right? I would imagine so, yeah. And he's the one who looks most like a human. Mm -hmm. Because some of them have that weird, almost shark look to their face where their Their eyes are upturned. Their eyes eyes are angled
1: and slanty.
0: Yeah. And I'm wondering if those are like... uh, Or squinty, rather. I'm wondering if those are like younger vampires. You know what I mean? I
1: don't know. I wondered that, too, because they definitely do have a look to them. Like you can, their 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 faces are most definitely not human. Well, actually, think about so I have no idea.
0: Think about it like this: You remember that movie Splice? Yeah. How how uh, what was her name? Gren? I think her name was Gren. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, like she looked really weird and and like a creature in the beginning of her life, and then as she got older and older, her features started start, started to come together and make more of a human looking face. Yeah. So I wonder if those va- these vampires are kind of like that, like. When they first get turned, they almost have this like weird, sharky, animalistic look to them. And he, then as they grow older, they would start to look more like... Because some of them look more like humans. And some of them look more like they have that angular shark look to their face, well, too. Marlo,
1: Marlo did tell them at one point in time, you know, we've been hiding in the shadows, or we've <clears> been around for so long, we're not going to let them take us out. Once, once they realized that the humans had actually killed one of their own... Did you say Marlo? He says... He, Marlo is his name, yeah. Oh, that's his name? I didn't yeah. know that. Um, it's, it's possible that, I mean, maybe it takes a long time, I guess. I don't know. I, you're right though. It is, it is a little bit strange that he is more human looking than all the rest of them. Yeah. And maybe that's just to differentiate him from the group so that mm-hmm. you know he's the leader. Maybe yeah. Maybe that's what it is. But, um... Who knows? Uh, but yeah, so they're in. They're in Alaska. Thirty days of night are approaching them. Dark comes. Uh, all this weird shit starts happening around the town. Like all the sled dogs in this one kennel just get completely taken out. You get the um, the not the recycling plant, but like, oh, it's almost like the the dump oh, the, where they, uh, they grind up all the garbage and stuff like that. There's like helicopter parts in it, so that people could uh, leave. The the uh,
0: the utilidor they were calling it. It was basically yeah. like a, like a, yeah, like a giant. Uh, I, I think it served many purposes. It was a recycling place. It was a, um, a place Tr- where they trash place probably. Yeah. Well, I think that they a, a a large part portion of the the power of the town came from there too. Okay. Or okay. like that, they had a lot of backup generators and stuff like that there. Um. So all this weird
1: shit though starts happening around town, and then you have Josh Hartnett, who's the very young, sexy, uh, eligible <laughs> sheriff. Right. Well, he's not
0: not really. He's got a wife.
1: Yeah, not at the beginning. He was leaving that bitch. I think Or she left him. Something like that. Yeah, she's what a bitch. She left him. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a bitch. <laughs> um speaking of speaking of her though, uh she is the fire marshal, basically, right? Yeah. Or on fire duty. She's did they ever give her a title?
0: I think she, she works said, for the fire I think she said, Yeah, I, know that, she, I think but. she said she was sent there by the fire marshal to do yeah. inspections, like end of the season inspections. Yeah, or yeah. Like that. So
1: she came into town and didn't tell him because she had left him relatively recently. It seems yeah. like yeah. And she had moved away, but she had to come back to town to do just some job stuff. Didn't tell him that he was there <clears> or that she was there, and then she ends up getting stranded because she uh, got her car cut off by one of those giant chainsaw wielding like ice cutter things. Oh, the trencher which would be the or trencher yeah it would be the worst thing in the world to get hit by by the way because <laughs> not, <laughs> not only are you
0: not only are you struck by a vehicle but that vehicle happens to have a a <laughs> massive chainsaw on the front of it
1: <laughs> which comes into play later in the movie in the best way possible that's oh, fantastic that we'll get there we'll get there but that sequence is incredible <laughs> um so she gets cut off uh, trying to get to the airport to get home um and everybody there wants her to stay because everybody apparently in the town is all up in their business and mm-hmm. uh, they're trying to get these two back together. So the guy that goes to pick her up is like, he takes takes like an extra two hours to get there. He's like, oh, I got lost. I, I couldn't remember if you said this road or this road, right? So she misses her flight. She is now forced to stay there. So they all end up going back to the, uh, um, to the police station where they pick up the drifter. That's Ben Foster's character. Mm-hmm. He's this dude with like the most disgusting, like penguin esque teeth I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I couldn't, I I couldn't not stare at his teeth every time he was talking.
0: Yeah. So I have seen this movie enough times to like, there's a lot of things that I can watch that don't disgust me in the world. uh, But people with gross mouths really disgust me. And I've seen this movie enough times to know what kind of effect they're going for. So. Honest to God, as I was watching this movie, every time Ben Foster's character would come on screen, I'd go like this, like like that, and block you out. put your hand up and block I would block his out mouth. his mouth. I couldn't fucking do it, dude. It's Especially, so gross. there's the part, I'm see, I'm going to talk about it, and then it's, it's just going to make me think about it, and I fucking hate myself. I know he, myself. the foam. Are you talking about the foam? The fucking foam, dude. The part where he says, I don't talk to dead men, and he's got this white, foamy shit in the corner of his Ugh. mouth, and I'm just like... It's so oh, gross. It. I hate that so much. That might be the most that might be the
1: worst part of the movie. Like the most the disgusting worst. part it's of the worst. movie.
0: The worst. All of the yeah. other stuff I am fine with. I can watch. I mm-hmm. don't like when people have shit in the corners of their mouths, though. It's fuck it's it's like to the point where it actually gives me like a like a like internally like a violent reaction. Like it's no oh, it's like, if you don't fucking wipe really off the corners of your mouth, I will
1: I will I will end you. <laughs> well take so you watch um I used to watch a lot of UFC, right? And so they'll like they'll have interviews with the oh, with God. the fighters afterwards and they're so like dehydrated, you know, and yeah. they're oh. so like whatever. Okay. And as they're talking, it's just sort of building up. On the I'm gonna sides start of their mouth. Oh crap. James has his headphones off. <laughs> I'm gonna right, start
0: I'm gagging. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Come on, uh, I'm done. Hold on. I need a second.
1: Foam in the side of your mouth.
0: God, that's so fucking disgusting, dude. I can't oh, this is it. great
1: fun. It's almost oh. like cupcakes.
0: Cupcakes. See, that's I hate you for that, but that's it's it's small potatoes in comparison. Um, anyway, fucking, though, yeah. Like, so
1: he's this disgusting character. Yeah. Um, he's basically... He came from a ship, I think. Like, the uh, the vampires came over on a ship that he was on. And I think they ransacked the ship, then sent him ahead right. to secure... Like, to uh, kind of scout the town or secure the town or something. Basically, what he wanted, he wanted to be turned into a vampire. And he right. was promised... This is actually kind of a, a very common thread in vampire movies is somebody that wants to be turned, somebody that wants to be one of them.
0: Well, interestingly enough, I just finished, and this is by complete coincidence, but I just finished um, the Salem's Salem's Lot novel by Stephen oh, okay. King. And there is, a, there is a, a character, he's the human familiar of Kurt Barlow. Uh-huh. who goes into the town beforehand and does exactly what Ben Foster's character does in this movie he goes around kind of making preparations for Kurt Barlow's arrival because like in the movie Ben Foster knows that the dogs could pose pose a problem yep all the dogs could pose a problem to the vampires so he goes in and he kills all the dogs he uh um does he de- does he uh does he destroy cars i can't remember
1: he destroys, um, There there's two, there's vandalism at the, uh, at the recycling plant. There was right. the, the dogs that died. And I want to say there was one other thing that he did. I can't,
0: yeah, I can't and remember and exactly what he did. I can't for the life did, of but, me remember exactly. Yeah, he, but so, he was basically the human familiar who they sent into town he's because the they Renfield. knew. The,
1: yeah, he, yeah. He's the Renfield of the story. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: He's right. Dracula's, Renfield was Dracula's familiar.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah, So it's a pretty common thread all throughout, yep. all throughout vampire lore. Is they usually have like a, a servant or somebody who is somebody who is uh, who kind of considered their right hand man, who goes in and yep. sort of makes preparations for their for their uh, arrival. And that's what Ben Foster does in this movie. And he does it disgustingly because he he's a disgusting trash person.
1: Yeah. So um, with, with without continuing going through the plot of the story, you know, mm-hmm. it's basically night night comes, the vampires take over, and Josh Hartnett and his ragtag team of survivors basically are just doing that. They're trying to survive, right? That's yeah. that's, that's that's your story. Um I thought that there's there's some really really awesome choices in this movie. The sound that the vampires make when they get injured—that high pitched animalistic squealing—it's like an yeah, it's like an inward like throat scream. Like, yeah. it's it's so creepy and and like just visceral. It's animalistic, it. yeah. It's such a, it's such a good like um, just detail they put in and to I make like... these vampires stand out from the rest of the crowd.
0: And I like too. There were a couple instances where humans would get bit, and they were like mid transition, uh-huh. and they would go from screaming like a human to like halfway through screaming, they would they would start doing that sort of high animalistic shriek. Yep. I thought that was a really cool, cool detail as well. Um, the kills in this movie are insane, so yes. bloody. Yes, uh, <laughs> there's this movie just has buckets of blood and in the snow, which you know we've talked about on the show before always that, a good thing. Yeah, when you have the when you have like the the red or in this case almost blackness of blood against the contrast of the the pure white driven snow, it always yep. makes for a really good visual.
1: And I know what I know the scene that you probably love the most when in talking about with blood in the snow and we and again we touched on this way back in episode 14 it's that overhead like helicopter shot yeah scanning like the entire town
0: basically it's kind of showing you the the whole war going on between humans yeah. and and, it, and vampires and, and showing the humans losing big time oh
1: completely losing <laughs> yeah remind did you ever play that that game um marvel legends for xbox it was like a top-down thing where it was like a four-player thing or whatever and it's top-down so you're looking at like the entire area and everyone's kind of doing their thing i don't think so there's a lot of games that are are very similar to that sure um and this that that shot reminded me of a video game like that because you had all these characters and you can see them all over the screen right and there's all these separate battles going on and you're just seeing just blood spray blood spray blood spray it's like Mm -hmm. it, it was very much like a video game like where uh like the the characters are just losing like crazy to the to the enemy, you know. Um and I love mm-hmm. it. It's, it's such a good yeah. scene. It's so powerful too cuz it just shows the scope of just ravaging. Like the whole entire city is just getting ravaged by these fucking vampires. Yeah. And it puts everything into perspective really quickly about how fucked they are. Like oh, you yeah. can't go outside and expect to live in, in something like that. You just well, can't this, do it. They're everywhere. This
0: movie this movie too like uh it kind of ignores all of the it, it ignores all of the uh, traditional rules of vampirism. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like you don't have to invite them in for them to be able to come in and kill you. Like they'll just fucking oh, crash yeah, through yeah. the window and they'll kill you. You don't have to stab them in the heart with a wooden stake. You can shoot them in the face with a gun. But if you shoot them in the body with a gun, it's probably not going to do much. Yeah. Um, you know, and then like the way they feed is completely different from yeah. These other aren't vampires. romantic,
1: the romantic vampires. No, these are by br- any stretch of the imagination. No, these
0: are brutal, brutal just animals that are well. Speaking of driven of, by instinct,
1: speaking of brutality and and whatnot, you mentioned the kills were crazy. It's mm. not just the vampire kills; mm-hmm. it's the it's the vampires getting killed that are also absolutely insane. There was in one point in time, there was a little girl zombie oh, that they geez. found in vampire a or va- vampire rather in um I think the middle of the movie or so and I thought the little girl uh, uh vampire was kind of lame honestly like it was it was like it's like ah uh, yeah I, it seems I so passe like
0: yeah I on. didn't like because it, it was cool at first because they hear this gurgling sound they're in a store they're in a grocery store at the yep. time they hear this gurgling sound and they go over and they realize that this uh human is being fed on by a child, like a little yep. girl who had turned into a vampire. And uh that's all cool and creepy and everything. But then she gets up and she she looks at him and she goes, I'm all done playing with this one. Yeah, you know, it was lame. I want now I want to play with you. And I'm yeah, like, Yeah, that was very oh, lame. God, that very, was very stupid. lame. It was
1: cringy. That yeah. was the worst part of the movie. That was the, yeah. the cringiest moment in the movie. But they immediately made up for it by nobody said so nobody wanted to fight this little girl vampire right they're all trying to just keep keep her off of them and all uh-huh. of a sudden josh bart uh josh uh hartlett's younger brother picks up an axe and fucking axes her head off against the fucking wall
0: and <laughs> the like, crazy holy shit <laughs> the crazy thing about that part and every other axe kill in this movie is that the end one well it's very realistic in that uh Every single axe kill that takes place in this movie takes more than one hit.
1: Yeah, well, this one, though, <laughs> this one, I would say you 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 saw him swing the axe more than once, right? But you didn't actually see the axe hitting the body. Whereas the, yes, you did. the beheading at the end, though, was oh, the yeah, worst. When, when that one turned. was like you were taking down a tree, just swing after swing. And the head just little by little more is falling off of the body. It's like, holy <laughs> shit.
0: I think actually the one in the playground earlier in the movie takes more hits, doesn't it? I don't think so. Because there's two, tra- I, I don't remember two it being where, as graphic. There's two where well the one in the in the uh, um, utilidor where Billy turns that one's super graphic because he hits him square in the neck and it yep. almost decapitates him. So like his head but not fall, quite. His head kind of falls back and then he has to give him another hit and yep. and like fully decapitate him. And that kind that's actually that's actually pretty close to how all of the, the ax kills are in the movie, but that one's definitely the most gnarly. I, I think um, the one at the very end. Yeah. was the yeah. most gnarly. Yeah, well, it's, it's cause he's it's... screaming the whole time too. Like even when yeah. his head is basically falling off, he's still screaming through it. It's so fucked up. Yeah.
1: It's, it's really, really gross. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love to too. We talked about, uh, the scene at the very end, which I got to talk about it. Um, um, uh, bu- 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 what's his name? Uh, Mark Boone Jr.'s character. Uh, he played a character named Bay, uh, Bay Bower. Bo, uh, Brower. <laughs>
0: nope. Yeah, Bo? there you go. Is a Bo? Bo, Bo Brower? Bo,
1: Bo Brower. Sorry. Um, <laughs> he plays, he plays like this. This, You're the worst this, I know he plays this character who's like, he's the guy that lives like even more off grid than this than the city already is. He's like out in the boonies of the city. Yeah. And, um, He plays my favorite character hands down in the entire movie. Mm. Um, Everything about him, he's just kind of scrappy. He's kind of like, doesn't want to listen to authority or whatever. But he has the coolest climax scene at the end of the movie where he decides upon himself because it's my turn to sort of sacrifice myself or at least put myself in harm's way for the betterment of the survival of the group. Right. Mm -hmm. So he jumps into that aforementioned chainsaw trencher thing
0: oh the trencher yeah
1: and he just goes to fucking town he's got his fucking <laughs> shotgun with him he's killing fucking vampires left and right he shoots one of them off the front of of the trencher and the vampire falls into the chain and just cuts him like straight in half it's <laughs> uh-huh. so badass it's such a cool <laughs> fucking sequence um, and yeah he he has my my vote for for best sequence in the movie uh, during that that scene you I know was very what? sad when he lost his life spoilers but it was worth it
0: you know what pissed me off the most, though, about that though, okay. is he. So he tells, uh, he tells, um, what the hell is Josh? Uh, Eben. He tells him, meet me at the, tr- meet me out by the trencher, or, or run toward the trencher. I'm gonna distract them or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yep. So he ends up crashing through the front of a the bar or something, and takes a takes a box full of dynamite and kind of blows himself to high hell. And then ends up being, you know, killed by the, so my problem was he sacrificed himself for the, for the greater good. And then literally one minute later, they go back to the police station where, um, I can't remember, Shit, I can't remember his, his, uh, character name, but there was the dude who, who had gotten bitten at some point in time. Mm-hmm. And he was wearing his hood the whole time, and then he says, "Oh, yeah, yeah." And then he and he says, "I didn't, I, I, I didn't want to tell anybody." And he takes his hood off, and his teeth are sharp, and his eyes are black, so he's yeah. obviously turned into a vampire. And Josh Hartnett goes in and dispatches him, hits, you know, like cuts his head off for him because he doesn't want to live like that, right? Why, why wouldn't he have volunteered to run out to the trencher and and drive through town? I don't think that scene was before the trencher scene. They were literally back-to-back. Mark Boone Jr. died in the trencher scene, and then 30 seconds after it, that guy revealed that he was a vampire. If that's the case, then yeah, you're right. Dick move. Yeah, I'm totally right. (laughs) Go go die. Because I thought thought about it as I was watching the movie. I was like, well, you you prick. You knew that that Bo was going to die. You could have sacrificed yourself. Because yeah. you know that you're a vampire already. I mean, that guy, that guy, that character did have, um,
1: he did have like a different side story about his wife and all that stuff and, and his her wife and kid and all that kind of stuff. And so maybe he thought that if he went out there, he would just be turned into a vampire. Well, because his, his, his wife and
0: his wife and well, he was already a vampire though. His wife no, and his, but that's, but that's why his wife and his child had died, right? And he said, I, I can't, I, I, I can't live forever. Don't let me live forever. Yeah. Uh, because I, I I need to go see them. I know that they're waiting for me. Yeah. Well, your quickest way to not live forever was probably to jump in the trencher and go blow yourself up.
1: But if he didn't get a chance to kill himself first, though, and he became a vampire, he never would have offed himself. That's and if true. he never died, then he would have lived forever. That's true. So like I said, it kind of makes sense, but still, dick move.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Huge dick move. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. There was there was this movie wasn't all good. There were a couple of. uh couple of things that I were that were distracting to me. Some of the ADR on this movie was atrocious. Like just atrocious. I don't know there, if
0: I I don't know if I noticed that honestly.
1: Yeah, there was there was a scene where there's a, a girl and two guys that are walking like out of a <laughs> yeah, bar or something was. like that. <laughs> right. Well oh, hey the whole the, scene was uh, literally about the two of them trying to hook up with the girl at the same time. But the ADR in that scene was so distractingly bad that it like completely sucked me out of the story a little
0: bit. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it was so bad that it was. I've seen, it was for me. I've least. seen much worse. I don't know if it. I it, 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 it. honestly, i I noticed it a little bit. I don't know if I. If it. If it was like uh, unforgivable for me at that point, it, though.
1: It. It, it was no, very noticeable to me. And also, we were talking about how uh, Mark John Boone's character, or Mark Boone Jr.'s Mark character, Jr. <laughs> um, Mark John Boone.
0: Mark John uh, Boone.
1: <laughs> how he blew himself up with dynamite, right? Yeah. Wasn't that just a box full of flares? because he picks up two pieces and he lights one of them it's just a flare
0: no I think well he yeah he lights a flare but I think I think what he had was a box of dynamite okay
1: I, I thought because I'm watching this and go I don't think that a box full of flares would blow up like that that doesn't seem real
0: <laughs> I actually I th- don't I thought I actually don't was. know for sure if a box of flares would blow up if Dude, you I don't think that it would. If you dropped a flame on top of them all at once, I think there'd be a really, really big fire—a super yeah. bright, super hot
1: fire. Yeah, but no, would burn I think for a while. But. Yeah, I
0: think those were—I think those were sticks of dynamite, though. Okay, okay, I was just—I was confused about that. Um, I mean, it would make sense for a town in Alaska to have sticks of dynamite if you need to. Absolutely, if you like, if you're clearing out like a blockage on the road, or if you're trying to purposely spark a, or, or a, create an avalanche so that you can avoid. Accidents. Yeah, I think that. my thing
1: was just that it looked like he just picked up two random pieces out of the box yeah. and then lit one of them, and it was a flare. Yeah. So it, it kind of leads you to believe that it's a box full of flares. <clears throat> I'm all. just gonna
0: say it was dynamite. That's fair. That's I'm, 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 I'm with
1: mean. you on that one. Um, <laughs> let's hear anything else to point out about this movie. It's fantastic. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. Um, I will say this: there was one part of the movie though that was really, really, really sad to me, and one of the. Uh, one of the characters, or two of the characters rather, but one of them um, that is part of their little group as they're hiding out, like in the attic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a guy and his father, and his father has oh, yeah. very obvious Alzheimer's. Yeah, and watching that was so incredibly sad. Like mm-hmm. the guy that played the, the the old man father was so believable in his role. And it was super, super sad, especially if you've ever dealt with somebody with Alzheimer's in your life. You know yeah. how, how frustrating that can be. And not even frustrating, but just how like helpless you feel when you're doing it. Right. The way that the father and son were playing off each other, and even though they were just these side characters that didn't have any more to do with the movie than anybody else, they really, really, really hit me hard for some reason. Right. Like, watching it. Like, it was a really, really deep part of the movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um... And and it's it was also a pretty frustrating part of the movie too because the guy like I it's it's one of those things where it's like oh you put yourself in this position and then would I have done the same thing because that guy obviously runs out into the street and starts yelling yeah. for his dad like you know you're signing your own death death certificate at that I mean, point wouldn't you
1: do that for your dad though
0: yeah probably exactly <laughs> yeah so it sucks like oh, oh just all in all it was a did
1: did they ever find the father.
0: I don't Uh, think they ever did. No, I don't think they did. So
1: is he he just running through Alaska somewhere still?
0: What if he, uh, (laughs) because Melissa George, or Stella says that he left for Wainwright. What if he actually made it to Wainwright? (laughs) What if he did? (laughs) (laughs) What if he just, the whole time, all they needed to do was just just fucking turn tail and run to Wainwright and they would have made it. Maybe they should have listened to him.
1: (laughs) Um, Anyway, though, I don't know that I have any more else to say about this.
0: No, no, it's uh I I've, I've apparently changed my mind over the years because uh because according to my Facebook I thought this movie sucked. Um but that's I I don't know I was just being silly back then, I suppose, because this movie's silly awesome. Goose? I yeah, don't think right. it, like it, maybe it's the comic book feel. Like maybe maybe I didn't understand what it was so, cuz it does have uh there are very specific scenes where it's it's pretty obviously made to look like um, like a graphic novel, yeah. Which like it was the graphic based novel off. that yeah. it was based off of. Yep. Maybe I just didn't. Maybe I just wasn't in tune with that or something. I have no. Idea. I have no explanation for why I thought this movie sucked back then. But Other I don't. Than the
1: fact that you have awful
0: opinions. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, I do. But I don't think it sucks anymore. And if you want to watch it for free, you can watch it on Crackle. Crackle. Yep. With with ads. Yeah. Uh, whatever. But beer breaks. Yeah. Beer breaks. So Fun. Totally or you fine. can uh, or you can fucking you know buy it on DVD or whatever. I would, or I would recommend that. Or Okay, Laser moving
1: uh, moving on, James. It's yeah. Movie. Uh, we're going from thirty to 28. 28 days later from two thousand two, directed by Danny Boyle, who did Train Spotting, The Beach, Slumdog Millionaire, One Hundred Twenty Seven Hours. Did you know that he directed Train Spotting Two? Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing.
0: T Two Train Spotting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Had no idea that that was a movie that was made.
0: Mm-hmm. it was only within the last few years too yeah it was um, like 2017 I think
1: Yeah, I, I don't normally uh, highlight the writers here but this movie was written by Alex Garland who uh, got a huge come up when he did Ex Machina yeah. which was his big one and then he went on to do Annihilation which was a big movie mm-hmm. and he also uh, wrote my one of my more favorite remakes uh, Dread the Judge Dread remake oh with Carl he- Urban yeah, dude. I haven't he, uh, seen he, that one yet. Was it good? It's fantastic. It's oh, really dude, good. Yeah. I gotta check that you out. never see Carl Urban's face, which is crazy. Well, of course, because he's yeah. fucking Judge Dread. Fucking Judge Dread. Uh highly recommend it. But uh yeah, so he wrote that. Uh, let's hear four weeks after a mysterious incurable virus spreads throughout the UK, a handful of survivors try to find Sanctuary. This movie would be much easier described if you just said uh twenty twenty. <laughs> this movie in every way, shape, and form. Was 2020. Yeah. And it's Uh, creepy. It's really... What was even creepier was watching The Making Of on the DVD that I have. Oh, yeah. Because The Making Of is less about the making of the movie and the making of the story. Right. Which was... uh, You have all these doctors, right, talking. And this movie's from 2002. You have Mm -hmm. all these doctors talking about how infectious disease is something that we need to worry about that people don't take seriously. Right. That it's not a matter of if it's going to happen but when it's going to happen. And once and it, it is,
0: starts spreading, it spreads like wildfire is, and there's no way to stop it. Yeah. When they're
1: talking about how a lot of these diseases are going to start in animals and how yeah. people think that, oh, just because an animal has it, people can't get it, right? right they're right. talking about foot and mouth disease with cattle back in the day, right? Well, like AIDS, the started with, yeah, AIDS, AIDS started with, with, started with, with monkeys, the apes, yeah. monkeys. Yeah. This, this new coronavirus you know if you if you believe the story it was transferred from bats mm-hmm. right we all know that it wasn't but it was uh you know
0: <laughs> we all know that it was grown in a lab in missouri
1: uh, point is though it's like everything they're talking about during the making of on this is so eerie to yeah. watch now oh yeah it's spooky that because it's dead on mm-hmm. everything that they are warning against is exactly what has happened well, that's in the, the last year.
0: That's the thing about infectious diseases, there's not I, like the science behind it is the science behind it. Like sure. w- once it, it 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 all pretty much goes the same way once it starts.
1: Yeah, well your science is my opinion, James. And that's
0: and that's the, and that's the <laughs> thing is like they said it's not a matter of when it ha- or if it happens, it's a matter of when it happens. And once it does happen, it's pretty much always going to go down the same way. Yep. Um, and, or sometimes you can have it, uh, cut off early by people who are not fucking stupid. And sometimes you can have it, uh, go on for much longer than it should because people are fucking stupid.
1: One of the things that they mentioned, one of the doctors that was talking, this actually was, I've never heard anybody quite say it like this. Um, but he's like, you have to think of viruses and bacteria and all this stuff, right? They're, they're living organisms, right? They're doing, and- as are humans. Humans and animals are living organisms. Every animal does what it can to preserve itself. And as time goes on, every single one of these things evolve. Mm -hmm. Viruses and bacteria and all this stuff are no different. They're trying to preserve themselves, which means they're going to evolve (laughs) to better ways to preserve themselves, which is why all this stuff over the years just get worse and worse and worse.
0: Well, it's. Freaky I've never heard too. anybody
1: really put it that way before, but it's completely true.
0: Well, it's freaky too because, um, you know, like what we see, what we see in in our timeline is is like is microevolution, right? Mm-hmm. Like we'll see something uh, like those like those birds on the Galapagos Islands who have evolved uh, over the past two hundred years to have longer beaks so that they can reach into mm-hmm. these tiny little pinholes in the bark to reach grub and stuff like that. Yep. That's an example of like microevolution. Just one tiny part of their body has evolved over over a span of 200 years to be able to reach some fucking grubs in a log. But what viruses do is sort of, even though they themselves are micro because it's it's they are literally tiny little microscopic things, what they do is sort of a like a macro evolution because they completely reformulate themselves. Yeah. To avoid yeah, be being to, to avoid eradication. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah, dude. Like like just coronavirus. It's been around for or not coronavirus, but COVID 19 has been around for
1: No, no, no. Uh, the novel coronavirus has been around forever. COVID 19
0: is well, no, no, no. Not the novel novel coronavirus is COVID 19 because it's novel. It's a new coronavirus. Oh, well, but, coronavirus, but coronavirus has been yeah. around for a long yeah. time because that's the common cold and, and all the strains of the yep. flu that we know, right? But COVID-19 has been around since the end of 2019. And just in just over a year, it's already uh, mutated into a new strain that is more infectious. Yep. For something to mutate that fast, to be able to keep itself alive... That's fucking. Nuts. That's terrifying. Dude. It's nuts, dude.
1: Yeah, the the speed at which it's moving is crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, which is the theme of Twenty Eight Days Later and how fast a virus can spread. Mm-hmm. Um, so Killian Murphy, uh, who plays Jim, Jimbo, uh, Killian Murphy. Obviously, you know him from Scarecrow in the Dark Knight trilogy, Inception, Red Eye. He's in the up- upcoming Quiet Place 2. And um, and easily one of my favorite British actors. Peaky Under Bra- the Sun. Peaky Bra- Is he British? Is okay. Is he British or is he? He's, from... actually, he's Irish. Irish, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. They're all the same over there, right? <laughs> they're all the fucking. fucking, the fucking <laughs> you are
0: bloody fucking twats! You're all the same, aren't huh? you? Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. Killian Murphy is one of my favorite English, uh, uh, European actors. Though. He's he really not is. one. Of, he's, he's not so one of my, good in everything. He's not
0: one of my favorite European actors. He's one of my favorite actors, hands down, dude. I fair. That's love a fair Killian point, Murphy. He's
1: so good. Um. You have uh, so he plays Jim. Jim wakes up in a. Uh, Wakes up at a hospital, yeah. basically has no idea what's going on. He was in a, he was a bike courier that got hit by a car and he was taken to the hospital to get his, get his head fixed and they left him there. <laughs> basically, he wakes up from being knocked out yeah. after his surgery or whatever it was they were doing to him and he wakes up to the entire world
0: being over. I actually haven't, I actually have an idea about that Ooh. and I, I'm going to say it right now because if I don't, I'll probably forget to bring okay. it up later. So, skip ahead. Spoilers if you haven't seen this movie. Uh, it's been fucking, you know, 19 years. Get off your ass, right? Um, when he goes and he finds his parents, he finds his mom clutching a, a, a photograph of him, right? And on the yep. back, she writes, um, we left you sleeping mm-hmm. because we love you. And now we're sleeping with you. Don't ever wake up. Yeah. Right? I think that he was – I think that they – so when he was in hospital, they had already – it was probably soon after he had ended up in the hospital that he that, – that the outbreak started. Yeah. And they probably talked to uh, – what, what my guess is, they, they basically like – they said, we left you sleeping. As if, as if it was like a, a like, like a, a charitable thing that they did. Yeah, yeah. They left him in a drug-induced coma for his own good, right? Because yeah. he wasn't dead. Mm-hmm. He was. He obviously survived his injuries, so he wasn't dead. They left him in a medically induced in, a medically induced coma, thinking that he would just sleep forever. The reason he woke up is because all the power went out. And oh. so there was, and so there was, there was nothing, oh, but I guess, a dr- I, I mean, like a medically, uh that doesn't, well. It's, no, there
1: was lights and stuff on in there. There was.
0: No, no, no. The power was all out. But I was, I was going to say that he was no longer, the reason he woke up is because he was no longer being given medication, which is true, but it's because there was no people giving him medication anymore to keep him, keep him in a medically induced coma. Cause that's all, you know, that's all gravity fed. They just hang a bag and then. Is it
1: possible, is it possible, too, that his parents uh, killed themselves before everything happened? Like, maybe he was hit so bad by the car that he was never going to wake up, and so they told the doctor staff to just keep him medicated for as long as they possibly could, and they actually killed themselves before the outbreak even happened? That would be even sadder. That would be sad. That would be even sadder, yeah.
0: Uh, I don't think so because they they said don't wait, please don't wake up, as in like yeah, don't, wait. don't wake up to what's going on here, you know. Yeah. Um, but obviously he or, does. Or
1: please don't wake up because we're going to meet you there. We're assuming that you're going to die because you had a bad prognosis. Right. We're going well, to meet you don't make this in
0: vain <laughs> and but <laughs> don't he wake does, up you little shit <laughs> but he does wake up and i i obviously somebody thought that he might wake up because the key to his door was slid under the door so oh, whoever I I missed that so whoever i think i missed yeah, that little detail. yeah he reaches okay. down he reaches down and picks the key up off the floor the key, the door was locked from the inside so he so whoever uh whoever slid the key under the door knew that there was a chance that he might wake up. Hmm. So they left, they locked the door behind them and then then, slid the key. I don't know. Or just somebody in the...
1: We left you sleeping tells me that they were the last people to see him. Why would they have the key to
0: that door, though?
1: They stole it off of a, a... I don't
0: know. I don't know. I'm probably dis- that was I'm, or I'm probably dissecting this more. Yeah, yeah. Than yeah needs sorry. To we're we're, we're any, spending any, way too much any, time. Anyway, on like this. let's let's start with the beginning of this movie. So basically there's these activists who break into uh to release these chimps from yep. from being tortured by this evil company, right? Um I said that as if it was as if it wasn't an evil company. It totally was an evil company. Um I was
1: it though? Because Here's the thing. I understand the whole animal testing thing and all that, right? The doctor, though, is begging with them, saying these these monkeys are infected. Like we know they're infected. We are trying to learn it to stop the spread of this. Like they had very noble
0: causes. But what was the thing that, that they doctor
1: were... didn't seem like an evil doctor. It didn't what... seem like anything but... else.
0: But what was the thing that they were trying to stop? They were trying to stop the... right. They were trying to stop the spread of rage, which Obviously this movie has pretty heavy uh you know like social undertones, socio-political undertones. Sure. Um the idea of 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 people uh, the idea of people like completely spinning out of control because of these these different these different 2020. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Literally the rage that they're talking about in this movie is the rage that we saw at the US Capitol last week.
0: It is yeah it's It it's, really is. Yeah, you take you take basically what people have been feeling in this country for the past 4 years and turn it into an actual like uh infectious disease. Uh-huh. Which let's be fair, it kind of is, right? It already sort of is. Oh, absolutely. But then they but then they kind
1: stupidity of, is infectious, James.
0: But then they but then they make it worse by actually uh Injecting. There was supposed to. There was supposed to be a, uh, um, like a side story to this movie that they never really touched on. But the, the part of the monkey's brains that was supposed to inhibit the rage was turned off by some mutation of the Ebola virus. Oh, okay. Where'd you uh, that up? I was reading it in the, the facts on it, oh. IMDb. Um okay. Dan Danny Boyle talked about it at one point in time. Okay. Because if, if you if you look at the way the the way the dead in this movie or the the zombies or whatever you want to call them, the the rage infected the way they look in this movie is like with the red eyes and, and uh and, and the way they move and stuff like that, it was it was based off of uh footage that he had seen of people with Ebola virus. Okay. So yeah
1: this was this was a really cool way to do the zombie sub uh, subgenre without yeah. doing a zombie movie. It was, it's yeah. very' uh, it's, it's very new you know it was it take, you take an old dog and teach it a new trick kind of thing you know like it's, that's why uh, that's why I, that's I, why really, I can't really believe
0: I couldn't believe when you when you told me yesterday that you you're like so I'm realizing I've never seen this yeah, movie. I, you've been I so sick of zombies. I' had seen this movie. You've been so sick of zombies for so long. And this mm-hmm. is one of the movies where, as far as a zombie flick goes, this movie does something so fresh that it kind of, like, it kind of, it, uh, it uh, revives the the zombie genre for it. Yeah, you know so, what here's, I
1: mean? so here's the thing about this movie, too, though. It's not just a mindless zombie movie. This movie goes from being, it starts off, like, as a horror movie, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: it becomes a drama. Mm -hmm. it basically becomes a character-driven drama for a little bit Mm -hmm. that's really well written and has a lot of heart to it Mm -hmm. um and then it goes back to being horror a little bit but then it goes into like being an action movie sort of by the end of it it's really and the thing is is, like it sounds very disjointed but it works so well it flows from one to the next to the next in such a way that like you just you're along for the fucking ride you know Mm -hmm. like there's there's no parameters that it needs to keep itself blocked into. It's just telling the story as it naturally progresses and whatever happens, happens. And I think that Danny Boyle and Alex Garland, uh, you know, t- together created uh, a masterpiece, honestly. And I know that I'm not the only one to say that, like this movie is beloved by tons of people. Yeah. I actually think that it probably is undervalued, honestly, uh, in terms of the genre and in terms of what it did for the genre afterwards. Like you this say, was the first say, movie say I'm pretty again. sure.
0: Say that again. You cut out. You think that it what? I said.
1: I think that it's undervalued. I think that oh. as much as people love it, I feel like it's it's not given as much love as as it still deserves. Mm-hmm. You know, this was the movie that introduced fast running zombies essentially. You know, before before they were actual zombies that did it. This was the mm-hmm. movie that put that idea into the to the mythos. Yeah. Um. Or the the ether. Uh. And yeah, it's just it's fantastic. I am so mad that I hadn't seen this before. Um, I'm also so mad because this movie had one of my favorite things in the entire world, James. What? One of my favorite things. I know. I I, I say this about all the movies that has this. Um, dude, we got fucking dick in this movie. <laughs>
0: God, I knew it. I knew it. As soon as I was watching this earlier today, I was like, oh, Mike's going to love that dick. Killian Murphy, <laughs>
1: not a shy guy, I'll say that.
0: Uh, I think he actually requested to do that scene on a closed set, so he's a little bit shy.
1: <laughs> even even still, though, I was, like, was kind of surprised to see a guy who's such a big actor now. I was really surprised to see his twig and berries on the big old screen. I was like, oh, hey.
0: You just can't nice, let it go. Nice you, to meet ya. you. You just can't let it go, can you? You can't see a cock in a movie and not I talk about it. it. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do
1: it. I love it. What can I say? <laughs> oh my. My Lord. note. My note here is holy Murphy, dick.
0: That's that's my note. Wow. Yeah. Were you wearing your fucking lounge kilt when you were watching this?
1: I was wearing a tent. Oh my god! At that point, <laughs> a lounge. I was wearing a lounge <laughs> tent. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway though yeah I love I love the way the movie started you know you have a whole animal outbreak I had no idea this movie started with chimps I had no idea or monkeys I had no idea um, so yeah so fast forward here but now he wakes up he's doing his thing he ends up meeting uh, a woman and a guy uh, you have Naomi Harris uh, who plays Selena she becomes one of the other main characters and then the other guy I don't actually have his name here Mark, Mark yeah so there are two survivors that yeah. survived this whole thing. They basically live in what what is essentially like a tiny little like gas station lobby, basically, mm-hmm. with a, with a fold down you know barricade. Yeah, and they basically teach him everything that he needs to know about what happened over the last twenty eight days, basically.
0: And lucky um, for lucky for uh, lucky for Jim, not only is Naomi Harris Selena a babe. She's Total also, babe, right? she's also a fucking killing machine. Which whoa, is, whoa, it's a killing machine. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, pretty fortunate for him because he's kind of a just a hope like. At the he's beginning, completely yes. Completely hopeless at the beginning. Like at the got, beginning, yes. Which is this... understandable. He's been laying in a bed for twenty eight days. I mean, it's a miracle that he can even walk. Which is you know, not realistic at all. But at
1: at the beginning, she's always like, I don't care about you. You're going to slow me down. I'm going to leave you behind. If you get bit, I will not hesitate to cut your fucking head off. Like, she's kind of a badass survivalist at that point. You know, she's seen
0: some shit and. There's a, uh, there's a backstory. Her and Danny Boyle came up with a backstory for Selena's character where Mm -hmm. the reason she's so hard about, about everything and like takes no bullshit is that in the early stages of the uh, the outbreak, she actually had to kill both of her parents to protect her little brother. Only to find out that her little brother was also infected. Damn. So you know it left her obviously just completely emotionally. On the bright numb. side,
1: on the bright side though, the last thing that she did was a family affair, right? That that's got to have some good. Good memories associated.
0: <laughs> we we have fun, you guys. We have fun, you know. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh. Um.
1: So so she so Jim hooks up with Selena and Mark. Um. Mark ends up meeting a demise pretty pretty soon afterwards there, and His so fucking it's uh... <laughs>
0: death, dude. His death might be the most shocking in the movie, honestly. Oh, because it wasn't he, for me, but well, you see it uh, like you you really don't. Because, Like, take, take for instance, in 30 Days a Night, every time somebody gets bit and they go, oh, my God, I'm changing. Everybody yeah. kind of stands around going, oh, I can't kill you because you're my friend. And blah, this, blah, one, blah. It this one happens in a matter is, of seconds. Mark's bleeding from the arm and she looks at him and she goes, Mark. And he just goes, oh, 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 oh. And then she <laughs> just starts fucking hacking away with a machete. Chops oh. his arm off. fucking, He's yep. screaming, bloody murder, blood flying everywhere, which... This movie's pretty liberal with the idea of uh, because the whole idea is the blood is infected, right? Its yeah. rage is rage yeah. has infected the blood. Well, there's several scenes where they're being attacked by the zombies, and the zombies are bleeding all over the place. And yeah, you you mean to tell me that not a single drop it. got in your nostril or in your mouth or in your yeah. eye? There's no way.
1: Well, that's the thing too. Uh, if you remember correctly, the, and, and I'm going to fast forward to the end of the movie here. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a scene where, uh, where Jim comes in and saves Selena and another character we'll get into. Mm-hmm. He has fucking rage blood all over his face and she just starts making out
0: with him like crazy. That's not rage blood. It's not, rage how blood. is that not rage blood? Whoa. How is it rage blood? He, it's, he, I know, I know it's that he the, killed the it, guy it's that the was blood from the guy. But he, would, but he but he had been fighting eyes.
1: people the entire time before that though. None he of them were his...
0: none of them were the infected though.
1: Yeah, I guess you're I guess you're right actually. No, no those were all human. Yeah, those are okay, all right. humans that he killed. All right. So, making out with human blood on your face totally acceptable.
0: Well, gotcha. in this yeah, sorry. in this day and age. <laughs> yeah, bloodborne, right, Ill, blood-borne For illness illness is no longer a no longer a concern unless it's the fucking rage, you know. Oh, you only have AIDS? <laughs> <laughs> it's all uh, the okay. rage
1: forget i said anything though because you're absolutely right i thought that was rage blood that was on his face um anyway so yeah so uh so mark mark gets hacked to shit or whatever and then it's just the two of them they end up coming across uh they see these lights up in like a high rise right and that's where you meet the character of frank and hannah frank played by brendan gleason uh who you would know as alistair moody you know the guy with the crazy eye from harry potter of course of course and he's in he's in a ton of other stuff too he's a great character actor he's in a Absolute shit ton of stuff. Absolutely. Uh, and then uh, Megan Burns. Uh, I don't think she's been in anything else too big. <laughs> I don't think, at
0: least. Uh, So she, Megan Burns went on to have quite an illustrious career. Oh. Uh, please fill me in. As Betty Curse. The musician Betty Curse. You're going to tell no me that you that don't is. know who Betty Curse is, Mike? I have not the slightest wow. idea. Wow. I thought thought better of you, my friend. Sorry. No. What am I missing out on here? (laughs) It's so bad, Mike. I looked it up (laughs) earlier. So she went on to... So picture this girl, right? Yeah. Picture this girl who plays Hannah. Mm -hmm. Just real straight-laced. Sure. Completely prim and proper. She went on to take on the persona of Betty Curse. This, like, goth punk rock chick. Oh. (laughs) She's like because you watch How I Met Your Mother now. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you'll finally uh, understand this. This reference. She is. She is the goth Robin Sparkles.
1: Oh God. She is, dude. So I'm I was listening. Lis- I was I'm listening a, to
0: some of her music earlier. She is. She's literally <laughs> the goth Robin Sparkles, and it's fucking terrible. So I'm looking at. A,
1: I'm looking at a more recent photo of her that's on yeah. IMDb. Um, somebody needs to teach this woman how to make eyebrows. <laughs> because good lord it looks like it looks like, like a sticky thing like a sticker that you would take out of a sticker book and put on your face
0: uh eh, hold on i'm gonna look not, that i'm up, not but trying that's... to like
1: shame her or anything but it's really bad don't you dare eyebrow
0: shame her
1: <laughs> i'm sorry it's, it's oh, not good you son of
0: a bitch uh, they're completely like it's like the top of two circles it's really bad what the hell what's her name why can't i find her ah, megan uh burns. megan burns go. That is, uh, that's a look, man. <laughs> oh, is it not? No, uh, no the, I'm it's the goth look, right? Yeah, unfortunately, that's a look. That it Oof, looks, a it bad look. looks like shit, but it, it is a look. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough, I guess. No, now go to Google and type in, <laughs> type in Betty Curse. Betty it's, Curse. It's a real treat, man. I, 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 it really is.
1: All right, let's see your images. <laughs> Oh Lord! Well, wow. she's like it's a it's like she's like the girl that started off in as a scene kid and then just went with it for
0: years. Well, that's what, So you know how you know how in How I Met Your Mother she says oh, that the Lord. eight that the the eighties didn't reach Canada until the nineties. Yeah, this was the like the late nineties, early two thousands sort of goth punk rock thing not reaching Europe until. 2007 2008 wow yeah that's bad (laughs) but the music is just the music is fucking precious mike you got to listen to it later it's awesome that's really bad (laughs) i'm gonna put it on all my party mixes from now on (laughs) anyway back to the movie here so uh our our ragtag crew mother uh not mother father father daughter uh jim and selena end up making their way to uh There's a radio signal going out by a military group, uh, a a military contingent or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, you need to come to this blockade because we have the solution to uh, the outbreak. We have salvation. Come find us. And so they finally make their way 27 miles north of Manchester to this blockade. Uh, where unfortunately Frank meets his demise, which was a totally, that was a sad part of the movie. I
1: saw it coming from a mile away.
0: Oh, for sure. But there was,
1: uh, of of that group, there was only one person there that was going to die. Yeah, and it was going yeah. to be Frank. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate because his character was like a really, really well written, really emotionally driven character. Yeah. Like yeah, he's here's great. this dude that just loved his daughter. He when he met Jim and Selena, he thought they were like a thing at first. So he's like trying to give them the spare room. Like, hey man, right. if you want the spare room, you know, you guys can have some privacy and this like he's just and trying even, like, to be I,
0: I love his I love his intro so much because the first thing that you see of him is the the two infected are chasing? Badass, right? Well, the two infected are chasing Selena and Jim up the stairs, and he comes out of nowhere in full riot gear, like, like night and shining armor. Just that shows fulking, up, yeah, just this hulking madman and beats them <laughs> to death with a with a fucking riot baton. And then they go into the apartment, and everybody's screaming, and ah, let us the fuck in. And then he walks in, still dressed in the riot gear, and and he looks so intimidating. And then he pulls off his mask, and he's like, "Oh, oh hello! Oh, <laughs> this is a is a cause for celebration! Oh, great! Yeah, let's have some oh, creme de menthe. De menthe? <laughs> get the creme de menthe. It's beautiful. He's, he's just like he turned. Like he goes from being just a this fucking homicidal maniac to." just a totally yeah. nice dad <laughs> within 10 seconds it's so funny there um, was
1: there it was a really funny scene where they're sitting underneath the christmas lights they have like shining and mm-hmm. there's like this really weird music playing that was like
0: <laughs> it was frosty the snowman <laughs> yeah yeah that's what it was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: speaking of the music in this movie is fucking fantastic dude it's the... unlike it's unlike any music that i've ever heard in this type of a genre flick.
0: The last... The final scene. Yes. The yes. final third of the movie where it's that Godspeed song playing yep. over the entire... Oh, is that who that was? It's Godspeed, You Black oh, Emperor. I um, didn't realize that. That fucking song... It's so good, though. It is. It is... I've said I've said this since the first... I saw this movie the first time in 2004, about two, two, um, two years after it came out. hmm Since that day, that sequence... In, in the mansion with that Godspeed song playing over it is probably hands down my favorite my favorite sequence as far as action and like action paired with music is concerned it it's builds, not even that though it's, it builds so well
1: it's 10 and minutes it, of him losing his mind oh yeah. and as 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 that's happening that music is just building and building and building till it finally hits this crescendo-hmm where i don't want to give the scene away because we'll talk about it when we get there but like, <laughs> this big scene happens and it's mm-hmm. like it, it's it's fucking masterfully done it really mm-hmm. is yeah um i was i, I goosebumps when i was watching it. i'm not kidding you like i was so oh, pumped dude. on it yeah absolutely it's amazing um, um okay so yeah uh frank meets his demise here's the thing i they go to the frank meets his demise while, when they get to this military compound they don't think anybody's there. Turns out the military is there, but it's not really what they thought that it was. It's mm-hmm. just kind of this group of like 10 or so soldiers yeah. that have built this fortress, basically.
0: Led by Doctor Who. Led
1: by... Oh, did he play Doctor Who?
0: Uh, yeah, Chris, uh, Christopher Eccleston was... See,
1: that's not where I know him from.
0: He was Doctor Who in the first season of like the newest run of Doctor Who shows, you know?
1: He he played one of my favorite characters in one of in one of my favorite action movies uh of like, more recent action movies but like, in, in the last two decades i'd say and that is the remake of gone in 60 seconds with nick cage he plays raymond the big bad he's the dude that is orchestrating the bad guy orchestrating the uh the guy really? that is he's the dude that's building the uh he builds the dude. coffins
0: I have seen Gone in 60 Seconds one time. Oh, my God. I've I've watched it it probably a hundred times. I I love that movie so much. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. It's like one of your favorite movies. Love it. (laughs) No, I haven't seen it in forever. Oh, dude, it's so good.
1: Yeah, he played Raymond, though, the uh, the, the big bad (laughs) Gone in 60 Seconds. (laughs) Love it. But, um, yeah, he's Major Henry West, Major West. Um, Yeah. Here's the thing, though. So this this is obviously this military compound is not what they thought it was. Uh and it turns out actually the only reason that they let them into the compound is because he had promised his men women. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you have Selena and and grossly Hannah. Like these men were like just slobbering all over this. Oh, oh grossly because she's which so really young. Gross. I was like,
0: "What? What? That's mean of you to say." No, that. No, 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 no. You mean because she's so young? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. At one
1: point, Selena actually tries to drug her up so that she doesn't know what's going on and doesn't remember. Well, she remember it, she does. Is...
0: She ends up making her pop a few Valium, <laughs> which is actually kind of which, funny towards the end speak, of the movie. <laughs> which, speaking from experience, because I got Valium when I got my appendix out. It does the exact fucking thing that they say it does. It just <laughs> makes you not care about it. Like you're still awake, you're still aware of everything, but you just don't care about anything. And it's kind of a nice feeling. It sounds like when a good you're time actually. In, it's kind of a nice feeling when you're going in for fucking emergency surgery. But um, um <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So she. So she. She gives her. She. Yeah. The military that, basically that whole, ends up being the bad guys, though. Like, well, they're not. When, so who they, when he. So when he says when uh, when Major West or Colonel West, whatever his name is, when he says over the radio broadcast, we have the uh, we have the solution to the to the outbreak. What he means is we are prepared to rebuild society, a.k.a. a.k.a. We need women so that we can impregnate them,
1: which is crazy, because by by this point, sort of you start kind of hearing whispers of it. And then by the end, you actually see it. But like the thing is, is that. Britain like where they're at in Britain in that in that big in that country like yeah. they're the only country not not the only but there's a lot of other countries that aren't even touched by this there's still planes flying overhead there's still society going on <clears throat> yet this military compound is so they're so dead set on thinking that this is the apocalypse and everything is already over <clears throat> that like they're not even thinking straight at all well
0: that's that's the thing is there's a, a sergeant Farrell he's the one guy who's against the idea of like impregnating these women. Good guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. Good guy. And he, and him and Jim end up, uh, handcuffed to a radiator at one point and you can hear him talking Uh and he's saying like, he's saying, do you really think how the, how would this, how would this disease cross the oceans? There's no way that it would cross the oceans. What do you do with a country? What do you do with an island when it has a an infectious disease outbreak? You quarantine it. So he's like, we're sitting here we're 2020. Sitting, <laughs> we're sitting. But actually, if you it's that's where that that's where that logic breaks down because uh we've watched an infectious infectious yeah, disease yeah. crossed the ocean in the past year. Or so, but
1: it's because of it's because of travel, though, and they even bring right. that up in this movie. Right? You know, there's travel, there's planes, like people. Are yeah, using, and
0: actually, this know. this particular infectious infectious disease in 28 days later, there's no way that it could travel overseas because anybody who is infected is instantaneously turned into a fucking a monster. You know what I mean? That's true. So there's, so there's no way anybody could get on a plane infected with it. But they did say,
1: but they did say that there was already reports of it in Paris and New York.
0: They yeah, said that. At that's the beginning. true. And twenty-eight and twenty-eight weeks later, it's confirmed that it has reached so the U.S. I've
1: never seen twenty-eight weeks later. Very well, obviously, because I've never because seen this. You've one. Never seen I this didn't one. realize that it was uh, Rose Byrne. Oh, oh right. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> Rose <laughs> well, Byrne. Rose, um, Byrne and,
0: Rose Byrne and your favorite fucking event. I know. It's
1: fucking Hawkeye, dude. Like, I, I had no idea those two were, were in it. Uh, oh, just, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, like, just, I, I didn't know. It. So I really want to watch made. it now.
0: It's a fucking... Uh, I wanted to think of that Jeremy Renner song that he recorded, and I
1: can't think of it right now. It's good. He might be kind of a, a shitbag in his personal life, but whatever. Like he's,
0: It's good with, like, huge quotations. Right I liked
1: it. it a lot. when, when, when I, dude, I was all about it when it came out. <laughs> you um, would. I was, yeah. Um, the thing is, though, like, and I've seen this online and in, in some other places, so I'm not taking credit for this, but like, this is the weirdest trilogy ever. It's the weirdest trilogy ever. You start What's with this? 28 days, right? Yeah. With Sandra Bullock and some other dude. <laughs> and then you go to 28 days later, and then 28 weeks later. It really jumps the shark between that first movie and the second movie. <laughs>
0: Hold on, <laughs> hold on. That's from The Office. It is. It's from The Office. It, I think it. There's a meme. Yeah. I, I saw a meme online that, no, that talked about it. <laughs> I think. Ah, oh shit. Is it from The Office or? Yeah, I think it's from The Office, where Pam says something about she, she, she went to watch Twenty Eight Days, the Sandra Bullock movie, and she, she realized like halfway through. That it was a like this horrifying horror movie. <laughs> but she just kept watching because she thought Sandra Bullock was going to show up at some point in time. God, I hope I have that right. Because if I don't have my office references down, then what's I my life even... I can't wait to correct you next week. What is my life even <laughs> worth, right? Um,
1: here's another thing that I noticed about this movie, right? Uh, am I the only one that, that noticed that this movie yes. Yes, you are. is written in a way that it's just a it's a one movie version of the first 3 Romero of the Dead movies it starts at the beginning of the pandemic, right, mm-hmm. of the, yeah. the virus or whatever, yeah. uh, with, with, with characters that don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. They meet a ragtag group of survivors, and they get holed up in a certain place for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then you have like the Dawn of the Dead era, where they're ransacking the grocery stores, and they're living their best life or whatever. Everything's absolutely great. And then you get to da- Day of the Dead, where it's they're in the military compound, and the, the people mm-hmm. in the military who are supposed to be the good guys end up turning on everybody. Mm -hmm. it's this movie literally is the first three of the dead movies combined into one movie.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing that, uh, anybody who makes a zombie movie is drawing heavy inspiration from George Romero. That's
1: fair. But, but, but the trajectory though is the same trajectory of those three movies down, down to what they're about. Yeah. That's the thing. It's not just zombies, not that they're taking parts from it. It's like literally the entire trajectory of that trilogy Is done in a two-hour movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
1: Kind of crazy, right? I don't know that was
0: intentional, but
1: I feel like it's weird. It would be weird to not be intentional, you know, because it's so specific. Yeah. The way that the characters are though. They even even down to dude, even down to Date of the Dead, they keep a zombie to study it chained up to a fucking wall. And they Mm -hmm. have a zombie chained up in the courtyard. Like fucking Alex Garland goddamn ripped off George Romero. Fuck, dude! Like this, you heard it first year on the Buzzkill podcast. We're Mike, calling them out,
0: <laughs> Mike. Everybody's ripped off George Romero. Shut up, James. It's not the point. I'm sure we've ripped off
1: George Romero that's in some way. not the fucking point, James. <laughs> um, but it is but it is weird though. I did notice that when I was watching it, that. Literally, it's beat for beat though. It follows yeah, those oh, three yeah. movies. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know what it's. Uh, oh, we we do need to talk about the ending because the ending is crazy. That's that that's the scene where. Uh, uh, Killian Murphy's character throughout this entire movie—it's like his his balls are just dropping very slowly throughout the <laughs> entire movie, you know, both in his 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 personal life and his uh, um, aggressive outward "I'm gonna kill zombies" life. Yeah, that's that's actually a that's well, a not even term. not
0: even "I'm gonna kill zombies" <laughs> life. Really, he kills one zombie in the entire movie, but he that's kills sev- but he kid, kills though. but he kills several human beings. What a badass, right? That's yeah. how your balls drop. <laughs> he sk- he skips zombie killing and goes straight for the gusto, man. He fucking kills a bunch of human beings. Yeah, um, well, he yeah, was defending.
1: So, he was defending his woman, though. I can't right, blame him.
0: Right. Can't blame right. him at all. So he uh, he ends up, man. This whole oh my gosh, the it's last such 20, a good sequence. The last twenty minutes of the movie between the setting, uh, the the like the rain, the grittiness of the of the film the the music which, the music which, quick, is just
1: it was not film they well, opted yeah, to digital, shoot on digital sorry. they opted to shoot on uh, digital video which is funny because you watch this on prime i'm assuming i did yeah what a shitty 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 transfer
0: mm-hmm.
1: it looks awful it looks terrible mm-hmm. um i had the dvd and i popped the dvd in to see if it was any better um and it was a little bit, but it still doesn't look great. Wait,
0: the why'd, you early days of digital... you the why'd you watch it on Prime if you have, d- uh, have the DVD? What's up? Why'd you watch it on Prime if you have Dcause I watched it at work? I watched parts oh, of it at I work. See. Okay.
1: Um, but like yeah, the, the early days of digital video look like shit, dude. They really did. It was not good. Why well, Danny Boyle I mean he he chose no, it. I, I learned speci- in the
0: He specifically said that he chose digital yeah. because digital had a very harsh look back then.
1: Yeah, which is just funny though, because nowadays Digital, digital means 4k so cra- yeah, digital so means crazy. like crazy. yeah yeah it's cra- it's crazy though um yeah back then though it literally was a cam it was like a step above a camcorder essentially is what right. it was so kind of kind of weird to think about you know how how far we've gone in 20 years you know
0: now could you tell a huge difference between the rest of the movie and the last five minutes when they were holed up in that in that uh like country home in the hills in in terms of what because that section of the movie was actually shot with thirty five. Oh, was it? Yeah, I didn't
1: know that. Um, and I,
0: because back then thirty five had a softer look to it. So like,
1: I see why they did it. If they're trying to like just you know to give you yeah they wanted it, to, yeah, they wanted it yeah. to
0: make like they wanted to make it look more um, uh, like pristine a little more sur- not surreal mm-hmm. but like a little more uh, dreamy in a sense you know yeah. what I mean like they were waking up positive from this, they positive yeah. And no. they were waking up from this nightmare. The last thing that you saw was this weird clip cut of or like quick cut kind of sort of thing where uh Naomi uh not Naomi, Selena was trying to bring um Well, Jim, well before, Jim before back we get there,
1: the we started talking about the end of this and then we got cut off. So yeah, finish yeah. finish that last final like climax because it's it's so good.
0: Yeah, so uh Jim ends up escaping and then he he uh he kind of stages his first comeback at the, the blockade. And then runs back to the house, and by the time he gets back to the house, it's nightfall, and he releases. Now he knows
1: he knows that Selena and Hannah are being held captive, basically to get raped. Right, exactly. Yeah. So
0: he his basically at this point, his whole objective is to just get into the house and kill as many people as he can to make sure that he can get Selena and Hannah out of the house unscathed. Yeah, and uh, and he does that. And he's such a he's such a badass in this last bit of the movie. Hell yeah. Because he's so he's so sneaky, like every every time how does he know that there's secret corridors in this house? I, I, don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. No yeah, idea. I don't I care. Have no I don't idea. care. <laughs> it's just so fucking cool. And and he ends up that last fight between him and uh, I think it was Mitchell, Sergeant Mitchell. hmm The guy with like the really heavy cockney accent. Yep. Um Oh, dude, the way he kills him—the reveal the, of that because he kills him, right? He's already dead, but you don't know what happened.
1: You think he's choking him. Is what it's, it's, it's kind dead. of what it
0: looks like. He's not dead though, because the I think I, I I remember specifically the first time I ever watched this movie. I was sitting in the basement with my buddies Ros and Lev watching this movie, and the screaming is what really hit me the, the yeah. hardest. Like. Yeah. He's on top of the guy, he's straddling the guy, and you hear the guy screaming, and you're like, oh, my God, what is he doing to this guy? And then it slowly pans down, and he's, you see him, he's up, he's two knuckles deep into this guy's eye sockets with his yep. thumbs. Both like, eyes. Holy oh. shit. And you just see him bearing down, and he finally, like, just gives one more, one more little crank yep. where he must have just, like, tore into the dude's brain or some shit. It just, so gnarly. and and awesome and
1: and the thing is that he almost dies for his uh (laughs) he almost dies for saving them because Selena, at this point sees this madman thinking like because he basically had rage it wasn't the the disease he was literally filled just with rage right and he killed this guy like that and selena thinks that he's infected so she almost starts hacking him with a machete the way she did mark in the beginning of the movie excuse me but then when she realizes that that he's not actually infected suddenly the idea that that jim just buried his thumbs in this guy's <laughs> face holes uh, turns around like crazy because yeah. they are they're just oh, going yeah. at it <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're they're so about it at that point.
1: And then, and then Hannah
0: comes up behind him
1: and fucking smacks so him with a bottle because she's high out of her mind. <laughs>
0: she's high out of her mind and just sees them kissing and thought, Well, he was biting you. He's just like, I was fucking so innocent. Kissing her. <laughs> and Loved then it. uh yeah, I, the end of the movie is very hopeful. Uh, they're 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 saved by uh well, they're supposedly saved. Who knows if they actually are, but well, the last the last thing is is you see a a a a plane flying by and they they've set themselves up in this country cottage somewhere and spelled out hello yep with all the sheets and drapes and stuff and uh, yeah, the, like that's kind of what you're left with is a little bit of hope that this the, that they might come back and get them. So well, the guy there's, does there's, actually. The guy actually does say. You can hear him say. I think he's speaking Finnish or something like that. But something like that, yeah. You can you can hear him say helicopter, and so he's probably saying, "Let's send a helicopter." So what we saw at the end of that movie was one of four endings.
1: There are three alternate endings that are on the DVD. Yeah. Uh, one of them is that. Uh, so what happens was at the very end of the movie, um, they meet up with the other the main guy that was running the uh, military thing. He ends Mm -hmm. up being in the car. They tried to escape in and he shoots Jim in the, in the stomach basically. Right. Um, They end up killing him uh, by ways, watch the movie. And they, they basically find a medical facility and they try to save his life. So the first alternate ending is that they're in the hospital. They're trying to save his life, even though they're not doctors and he dies on a gurney. Right. Jim just straight up dies. Right. From there, it's the same ending that we saw just without Jim. It's just, it's just Selena and Hannah doing all the same stuff. She's, she's sewing Mm the, uh, she's sewing all the flags and drapes together. Uh, but instead of Jim being there, there's literally a chicken
0: on the counter. (laughs) Which, which was, which was weird. The ending, the ending that we saw, if you think about it in terms of like how it was cut together, it completely works without Jim there. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. They they actually use a lot of the same
1: shots. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's just that Jim's just not there. Right. Um the other alternate ending is that um oh god, what was it? It was there was that one there was there was there one
0: was, I haven't seen the I haven't seen the um extra the extras in a long time, but was there one where Jim ends up sacrificing himself and doing a blood infusion? No. Oh, okay. Well that one is storyboarded then. There's yeah, a okay. there's an alternate yes. ending where they had a storyboard where they cut
1: out I, the entire They cut out the entire military aspect in that one. That, oh, entire, is that what it is? That entire oh, so like, it's, last so quarter it's, of the movie so is gone.
0: So it's Frank gets uh Frank gets infected and they decide that the only way to cure him because Hannah really needs him mm-hmm. is for him to have a total blood, uh, yeah. a blood infusion of somebody else's yeah. blood but they don't have any other living person around to do the blood infusion so and like I said this one is all completely in storyboards but I think this is actually kind of a crazy and awesome ending so Jim decides that he's going to sacrifice himself and they do the blood infusion where they basically swap his blood with Frank's blood so, Jim is Jim is left, not dead, but with Frank's blood filled with rage inside of him. And the last scene you see is Jim strapped down to the same table that the chimp was strapped down to in the beginning of the movie, just laying there freaking out with rage. Jesus. That's a fucking heavy yeah. ending.
1: I didn't watch the entire storyboard thing because it was really long. I was yeah. running out of time, so oh, I yeah. watched the end of it. So I watched that, this years nuts. ago. I actually yeah. can't believe that I
0: remembered that. There was one
1: other alternate ending now that I can't fucking think of. I cannot remember from the life of me what that alternate ending was. But there, there was another one, too. Um, I think that the one that we got, though, was the most satisfying, honestly.
0: I think out I of think all of so. them. Like I think so. Like, yeah, I mean, there had, to be some <laughs> so, there had to be some sort of hope, right? At here's, the end it's Here's what I would have
1: wished, right? Because they brought him to the hospital at the very, very end, right? Mm-hmm. They have the cutscenes of them trying to work on him and this and that. I think they should have done all of that. And then it cuts to Black. And then it cuts to him opening his eyes and he's still in the hospital, right? Mm -hmm. And it's essentially the exact beginning of the movie, where he wakes up again, and he walks out the front door to realize that everything has gone to shit. And it leads into the sequel, 28 Groundhog's Days Later. (laughs) Where it just keeps repeating the same fucking apocalypse over
0: and over. That's brilliant. That's what it should have been. You nailed it. (laughs) <laughs>
1: um, anyway, that's 28 Days Later um, Yeah, that's, that's I, for, more than For, enough. of course, somehow my first time seeing it I fucking loved it I thought it was brilliant uh, well, It deserves every bit of praise that it gets I really want to watch 28 Weeks Later uh, My guess is that it's not as good But I'm no, still interested not. in it It's not, um, but it's
0: 28 Weeks Later is weird, too Because it was shot entirely day for night Oh, was it really? Yeah Interesting So okay. it's got that weird sort of blue-gray look to it The entire mm-hmm. time Okay, so it's wild. Prepare myself for it, but it's got fucking you know Hawkeye doing his thing. So whatever,
1: man. Rose burn, Hawkeye, come on.
0: Yeah, buddy, doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, hey, that's it. That's it for uh, day drinking slash. Our drinks are numbered.
1: This is a this is a little bit of a longer episode, so we apologize for that. But uh, I don't.
0: I actually don't apologize at all. What are you gonna do?
1: This this was a fun one. We had a lot to talk about. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: uh, Yeah. Uh, Next week.
1: Next week is going to be a banger though.
0: I don't remember what next uh, week. Uh next
1: week uh is is one movie about um guys getting their dicks bitten off by a teethed vagina and uh another movie about uh a monster that lives in a guy's asshole. So so, so
0: teeth and bad Milo, right? Correct. <laughs> okay. Well, that'll be a fun one. That'll be a fun one. <laughs> All right. Well and uh, uh, until you uh, reach <laughs> you're completely, you're completely I'm, I'm at a speechless. Loss, I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> until next week, if you want to find us, you can find us on social media at Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill podcast.
1: You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. Uh, clearly you've already found the podcast uh, somewhere on the internet. So tell some of your other internet friends, you know, fuck your real friends, tell your fake friends, the ones you've never met before.
0: your internet pals, right? At this point, a year into a pandemic, your internet <laughs> friends are your real friends.
1: That's true. That's actually very true. <laughs> tell what were them you all. just about
0: to say. You look like you froze, and you just <laughs> you you just suddenly didn't say anything.
1: No, <laughs> I was I was gonna say tell all of your friends about this really really subpar podcast that you kind of like, and try to sell them on it. That's it's all.
0: actually it's actually a good <laughs> challenge for the week. <laughs> <laughs> make make that your make that your big challenge for the week. All right, Michael. Uh, hey, it's been uh, it's been a halfway decent time. You know what? I agree. Cheers, sir. <laughs> Cheers, bud. I'll see you next week. Adios. Later.